everybody. Welcome to episode 107 of Vidge Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who's with me here in the kitchen studio sucking on a vape stick? <laughs> <laughs> Who else? Tyler Wilde. And David Rudden. David Rudden. Uh, David Rudden. Uh, I might be too drunk to be on the show. No, that's impossible. I, I There's no such back. thing. I'm drunk. I'm drunker than I'd like. Uh, oh. But but how did that happen? I woke up at five o'clock this morning thinking thoughts of baseball. Getting mm. um, yeah. Getting well, just so long as you don't turn drunk and sleepy like I did in the last half did of last you? week's show. What you just yeah. fell out? No, Grim started slapping me on the shoulder because I was like looking kind of bored and dejected off into like a corner of the table. I have no idea how he could. And he tell. was like, "I got uh, fifteen more minutes of Bloodborne to talk about, so bring <laughs> yeah, it back yeah, up." Yeah. So it's an interesting show this week, and not such an interesting week for video games. Boring week. That's that's how this asshole uh, talked Dave Rudden talked yep. into doing a stream about baseball games because the it's American the, pastime, the baseball. start of the new season. But if you want to see the weirdest baseball games we could find with the dumbest intro of all time, oh my god, I love um, that intro so much. I've never used Comic Sans intentionally. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, did you uh, see somebody designed a papyrus? Uh, I or did. Comic papyrus. Yes, comic yeah. papyrus. It took me a minute to to realize. Like, wait, where's the papyrus? Like, oh, it's in the fake aging. I would argue letters. papyrus is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see how how Comic Sans was created? Because I was there yes. on the ground floor. I, I, I wasn't there for its creation. Like, I didn't watch the guy no, making no, no, no. it, but, but I do know it was made for that. Uh, it was Microsoft Bob. The But it was it was that uh, messenger program, the one that they make Jerk City with. Well, it was it was comic. built to be the main font in Microsoft Bob, an alternative OS to Microsoft where you would... For it what, was baby? PlayStation Home meets Leisure Suit Larry, where mm-hmm. you'd walk through a room with, like, a fireplace in order to get to your files. And everybody yeah. talked in comics. And my, my parents and I were... Yeah. My, it was and like if you want to see screenshots of that, look up crazy. Jerk City. <laughs> Jerks, okay. It was yeah. the only time my parents and I have been on the same software page for wow. our only family computer. I'm like, yes, we got to have this. This talking mm-hmm. dog will <laughs> revolutionize how we use our PC. But yeah, when you talked, it would show up in little word balloons and the lettering yes. was comic. So that was that was designed to be in a comic lampshade, whereas Papyrus is inexcusable. <laughs> no, that's just and, garbage. Yes, it's just it was a, it was a bad style. That yeah, James uh, Cameron seemed to adopt for no reason. Ugh. Yeah, it's great. It's a great way to subtitle movies if, if you want to be illegible. Yeah. Anyway, so there there is some interesting game stuff happening this week. We've got Dark Souls: Scholar of the First Sin. We got Xenoblade Chronicles on 3DS. But before we get to any of that, uh, there's some non-game news that I want to address. Kind of sad news for Twin Peaks fans over the weekend. It came out that first, first everybody thought the show was being canceled, the, the new uh, season that Showtime's working on. And then uh, David Lynch made an announcement to clarify that's like, no, it's not being canceled. I'm just leaving the show because Showtime's not willing to put up enough money to, uh, to shoot this the way that I want to. Whether that means he him personally was not getting enough money or he just wanted a bigger budget wasn't really clear. Do but. Do Give me more money. More. I need, need more, more money. money. <laughs> need uh, more money. money. Uh, that's our. That's everyone's <laughs> he's beautiful. Gotta, he's got to build extravagant rant traps, and that stuff um, takes money. What you don't understand, money, Michael, is this is a modern day negotiation tactic. They probably and, told him people would watch it on their phones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You yeah. have no idea what it's. Like. Uh, you're gonna put it on on DVD? Fuck you! Fuck you! I'm you David haven't made Lynch. me laugh yet. Yeah, um, <laughs> David Lynch is the best, and yes. I do think this is a negotiation tactic. I don't think he's getting what he wants. Mm. I don't like. There's no reason for Show Showtime to do this just to get the Twin Peaks name. Yeah. They need David Lynch. Mm-hmm. So I, by all means, let's segue. But I want to say to Twin Peaks fans, hope is by no means lost. Mm-hmm. 
I think yeah. I think this is David Lynch flying a big fuck you at a showtime. Like, oh, give me what sure. I want, or I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Maybe. it's yeah, it's I'm sure. Also, it's cancel weeds. <laughs> <laughs> they did, they did. Okay. But shameless, they need to cancel. You know, this this news is the perfect jumping off point for a topic that I've had sort of in the back of my head for a while. Which is games that were inspired by Twin Peaks. Says you, or says the developers? Says both, actually. Mm. Uh, some, a... of, some of them you don't need the developers to say so because it's so obvious. Now, hey, before we get into that... Like... Do you have the Twin Peaks, the CD-ROM? Does that exist? No, I would imagine. Uh, I met, it. It's very possible it is, and it's I mean, like X-Files there, the game. There is a Black Lodge game that somebody made <laughs> that's like in the style of an Atari 2600. There's also some games that like we can't talk about because they don't exist yet. Like There's one, Virginia... That's being worked on by an indie developer that is very, very inspired by Twin Peaks to the point where, like, what I've, what little I've seen of it looks like a playable Twin Peaks where you're investigating this murder. Would it bother you if I said I'd never seen the show? What? A little bit, because I only started watching it in the last year or so on Netflix. It, that, oh, I did the same I, thing. I missed it when it was on the oh, air, well, and like, I spent like the rest seven. of my life meaning to watch it at yeah. some point. How am I the most, like... No, not I know. What, I know. I, I, I watched how. it like three it's what, years it's what ago. You have and Michael have and Michael and I don't. Yeah, older, I'm, older, I'm, no, I'm great. I'm great, and you guys are not great. Not what I said. I'm you, good at this, and you guys are bad at this. You have older <laughs> siblings. Yeah, uh-huh. you have older siblings. No, I don't. I only started watching this like when. But you do when I first got Netflix and could get DVDs. I, I did I, that. I've been mean every clip I've seen has been hilarious. Everything mm-hmm. I've seen has been intriguing. I've watched it I, like huh. one or two episodes. And well, I, I love the show. Like two in the morning. What I've watched so far. My problem is that I don't really like to watch TV if mm. there's also a game that I want to play. Mm. Um, so I haven't finished the first season. I've gotten about halfway through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler. The reason I started to watch Twin Peaks is because of one of the games on this mm-hmm. list. Ah, okay. Uh, but uh, one thing I, I do want to say is, like, I, well, I haven't seen all of Twin Peaks. I have seen all of The Heart She Holler, which is about <laughs> as, like, it, if you want to talk about a show that's clearly influenced uh. by Twin Peaks to the point where it is a literal parody of Twin Peaks, uh, go and watch Dallas. The Heart She Holler. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. I haven't seen that, it in a but while. It's mostly but it was... like... Having having seen all of the Heartsey Holler and then watching Twin Peaks, it's like, mm-hmm. wow! It is so obvious where they got their inspiration mm-hmm. from. It is basically identical to this show. But, There's the weird overacting, the, the characters with all the strange idiosyncrasies. Twin Peaks is a singular show, so mm-hmm. hard to recreate mm-hmm. that even the show's second season could not. Yeah, yeah. and it was canceled immediately. It's, and I haven't actually finished watching yeah. the second if, season. If by canceled like, you mean it got a movie, then uh, yeah. I got a prequel movie, right? I guess come, come fire walk with me. Come fire walk. It's supposed me. to be not very good. I, I love Mike. Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too drunk right. to say Mike Birbiglia. Birbiglia. Now say Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Boy. Oh, Jesus. He's just, so angular. You just vomited all over your microphone. Birbiglia. Birbiglia. Kyle McLaughlin's great. By the way, this this is we're about to launch a new top five. Games inspired by Twin Peaks. And to answer your question, Chris, yes, this is partly according to me, according to the internet, and in some rare cases, according to the creators themselves. So let's get started with... Number five. Previously on Alan Wake, (laughs) Alice has been kidnapped. Alan, please help me. Alice? You'll do exactly what I say if you ever want to see your wife again. 
can't tell anyone except my agent, Barry. Damn it, Barry, they'll kill her. Okay. You're my best friend, and I'm worried that you're not right in the head. The ransom is a manuscript I supposedly wrote that's coming true before my eyes. It happened just the way it was on that page. So dark. I have found only a few scattered pages. I want the entire manuscript. The deadline ah. is in two days. I found Mr. Wake's pages. Good girl. Previously I, on your video game. That pretty much summed up a big chunk of it. I forgot well, yeah. how much I love this game. Yeah. But, man, those previously on segments are so stupid. They're a little... Because he says, yeah. I talked to my friend Barry about this. Hey, Barry, I'm talking to you about this. Like, <laughs> it's not as smart as TV. TV is smarter than this. I will say the, the previously on, like, uh, series I don't like, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. I like the way they did that in Revelations. Yeah, it was like... Because the, the cutscenes are so meaningless, and I'm so used to, like... <laughs> <sighs> Please sum up what yeah. just happened. It works in Hardline, Battlefield Hardline. Oh yeah, too, they where it's too? just like yeah, they 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 go all out and basically after you finish playing an mm-hmm. episode, there is a Netflix like screen that starts counting down to the next episode oh, with like really? a oh, nice. summary of what's just happened. Like mm. yeah, yeah. because because you have no idea what these characters' names are, and nor do you care about who they are. <laughs> Let's just lay it out. The cop guy that you're playing has just uncovered this and this. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's Previously really, on it really Tyler. Is. That might be another <laughs> top five is games that did this. Yeah. I, I think was, Strider on <laughs> NES did it. Why we just start a podcast cool. called that? Yeah. Just, just previously on. Previously on Vision games Apocalypse. That, games that did this. <laughs> games that did this. <laughs> <laughs> just one, one word Well, topic. that's basically what our top fives are. Mm-hmm. So, Alan Wake, of course, is... I had to get to the reactor. I, I think it's get to the reactor. Some of, one of the more loosely inspired games on this list, like it, it very much has the look and the setting mm-hmm. of Twin Peaks. Um, kind of more overt about its supernatural aspects, mm-hmm. whereas like in Twin Peaks, there's something that's sort of happening in the background. Twin Peaks is more about a murder investigation, and this is more about a writer who's trying to rescue his wife, who's been kidnapped by apparently a dark clone of himself. Mm-hmm. Awesome through television. His, his yeah. clone is called a sleep. Is it? Yeah, I don't oh, get it. Uh, a wake, Alan Wake. Yeah. I don't right, get it. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, the Alan game's sleep. clever when uh, the main character's name is Awake. Awake, Awake. But it, it's sort of an extension of like something. Sam Lake, the the remedy guy, who's like the head of all these games, uh, had previously S-Lake. explored in <laughs> yeah in uh, Slake in Max Payne two. <laughs> Max Payne 2 had a little show within a game called Dress Unknown that was also kind of inspired by Twin Peaks had people speaking in reverse for no reason and like that whole thing was based on a bad pun too where the character the main character is stalking this criminal named John Mira and at the very end you find out he's in a John looking in the mirror so John Mira Jesus uh, Christ <laughs> wish I was spoiler dead. Michael I wish I was dead It's a spoiler for a a show <laughs> in a game that came out 15 years ago that we're not talking about. No, no, I'm hurt. But Alan Wake, which I won't spoil, which I really liked much. I, I, yeah, it was it was actually a really interesting, fun game. I think it it's underrated. Never wore out its welcome. No. Uh, I, but I didn't play the DLC, yeah. which looked hilarious, and, and I never played different. American Nightmare. Yeah, the DLC was weird because like there was one it's episode of the it. Writer. There was one episode of the DLC that was basically just a Verizon ad. Or it has at some point, like, the the writer that he's... Like, the older writer that he keeps interacting with who shows up in, like, a, a deep-sea diving suit floating around. Uh-huh. And he, he, like, comes in and is like, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Scrub. 
But that's like Verizon's catchphrase. And then uh, there's a bunch of ads for them in it. It is. That that Verizon shit was some of the most flagrant advertising I've yeah, ever seen. Like, Until oh, the McDonald's yeah. shit that was still in the Space Jam game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe it's still there. And there's a Burger King trilogy of video games. Yeah. Let yes. us never forget and that. And the European version of Biker Mice from Mars has is like plastered with Snickers ads. Mm. What a coup. Mm. But no bike ads, fortunately. No, <laughs> no. no. Harley Harley Davidson. Biker mice ride Huffy. But, you know, when, <laughs> when you're not stunning uh, possessed townsfolk with and collecting thermoses. Yeah, collecting mm-hmm. thermoses. But you spend most of the game uh, stunning possessed townsfolk with a flashlight, and then while they're vulnerable, you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're not doing that, you're interacting with the townsfolk, who are a weird assemblage of people who sometimes act like this. Rose. Yes. My manuscript. I really need it. I understand. I know what you need. A muse to inspire you. Oh, for... Um, <laughs> to be well, fair, that waitress... Clothes now. That waitress is under hypnosis. Uh, she doesn't normally talk like that, but... Promotheus. Uh, yeah, Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to the critic. Indeed Go it watch it. Mm. But there, there are some other odd characters, like instead of the log lady, you have the light lady. Right there! Miss Weaver! Cynthia! I'm a friend! Prove it! Uh... You knew Zane! Thomas Zane! You're the Lady of the Light! In the song! You can help me! About time! Young man, I've been waiting a very long time for you! She's a woman who always carries around a lantern, and she wants to direct you to the well-lit room, which is just filled with light bulbs. And, uh, but it's a safe haven from the monsters, so that's that's good, ah. at least. This being a uh, inspired by Twin Peaks, of course there's an FBI agent that nobody likes or get, gets along with. Though he's, he's a lot meaner than uh, Kyle MacLachlan's uh, Zen investigator. This is Agent Nightingale, FBI! <laughs> get him up, Hemingway! You're under be arrest! Course. You move a muscle, I'll unload right in your goddamn face! Oh Stay my gosh! Right <laughs> he moved a muscle! And he unloaded it on his goddamn face. Mm-hmm. And that's the game just all ends over there his face. suddenly. Ironically, he yeah. just had a face twitch that was uncontrollable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you feel good now that I've unloaded on your face? Yeah. It's a bukkake joke. <laughs> Lol. Uh, what's bukkake? <laughs> I don't have to explain that to you. Does anybody want to? Man? I don't really know. You have access to Google. Don't make me Google bukkake. Give me something random. Man it work. A, when a Japanese man and a... Well, actually, a bunch of Japanese men and a Japanese woman love each other very much. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when specifically when a bunch of Japanese men love a Japanese woman's face very much. Yeah. Yes. She can be clothed or not clothed. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I think I've just never done it. The I've videos cost it. the same amount, I've found. I mean, I don't know. What? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Is you Bukaki money a torrent porn? of sperm? <laughs> Roughly. How do they... I don't. I don't believe that there's... Any porn you haven't seen, Chris. Uh, well, you're mm-hmm. you're simply lying. No, yeah. I am fucking uh, You've bread and butter. I like I like uh, I like hot chicken in my mouth and hot butter up my ass when it comes to porn. <laughs> I'm very predictable. Like to see a woman enjoying herself, little missionary. That's so, it, and then I turn it off and then I ejaculate while she can't see me. Nobody's I, standing ever. Everybody's lying down the whole that's time. That's right. That's right. On a nice little bed. <laughs> Sometimes she's been bribed from a bus stop. Doesn't change. It helps if the covers are over them. But how do you time a bunch of men ejaculating at the same time? Uh, it, it seems impossible. You know impossible. what? I bet it's, uh, the recording probably takes a long time. You and, think so? Uh, it's a uh, you know Cut. When, when when you're done, you're done. <laughs> and, Devin uh, popped too we early. Can, we uh. can edit around it. I'm I'm just now remembering the one conversation you and I had about porn while at work. 
Uh, or I like I came up to him and was like, you were the only person I knew of who would find this at all funny. But it's just like, I just watched a woman shit a dildo into another woman's <laughs> ass directly. It is the end of porn. That's I've seen the end of porn. Two girls, one dild. <laughs> yeah. That's a, she. They uh, back and back forth and poop forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I think we've crossed the taste barrier on what is expected for a discussion about Twin Peaks. I disagree. So let's move on to... Number four. Is this ringing any bells for anybody? It wasn't until... Yeah, well, now it's it's definitely a Zelda game. Yeah. Immediately. A Game Boy. I think lynching, you know? Don't you? I know. You this is the last thing you would expect to be influenced by Twin Peaks, but... Lynch's Awakening. <laughs> the game's director, I guess, Takashi Tezuka, has gone on record saying that Twin Peaks was his main inspiration for this. There's, there's an Iwata what? Asks. You know the Iwata Asks sure, columns? Sure. Where ha ha, less. Yeah, Iwata... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Of course, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Americans bought it. But that's the end of everything. There's, uh, he did an interview with Takashi Tezuka, Eiji Aonuma, and Tezuka says, I was talking about fashioning The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening with a feel that's somewhat like Twin Peaks. At the time, Twin Peaks was rather popular. The drama was all about a small number of characters in a small town. So when it came to The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, I wanted to make something that, while it would be small enough in scope to easily understand, it would have deep and distinctive characteristics. This is something that was picked up by later Zelda games, particularly Ocarina of Time Mm. and Mm. Majora's Mask, but, I mean, it's based around a village, and the village plays a much more prominent role than it does in other Zelda games. Like, a village of people who tell you weird cryptic shit and never yeah, really answer yeah. your question. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'll be stuck in the mountains later. Be sure to look for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so you got, you got yeah, Mario uh, and Luigi are there for some reason. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of meant to give the impression that, like... No, it's, I, 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 at the time, I was like, oh my god, Ward is here. But it is kind of like trying to fuck with you, because it was like... Uh-huh. Coming off one of the biggest games yeah. ever that would never be addressed in any way. That's like Wart's last appearance <laughs> is is Link's Awakening. And this was the game, I believe, where if you stole something, you could steal yes. from the, uh, the, the shopkeep. And if you did that, they would overwrite your name to Thief. Uh, and everyone game. would call you Thief for the yep. rest of the game. And also, if you ever went back into the shop, he would zap you with lightning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So don't do that. I mean, you can, but yeah. you shouldn't. But yeah, it's I, this is one like the one Zelda game that I haven't really put a lot of time into. But I can attest that yeah, it has a, a much stranger feel yeah. than I think pretty much anything in the Zelda series, except maybe Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. Well, spoiler, there's a reason for it. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. I, I, it's can a we fish's spoil dream. This? I think? Yes, it's a fish's dream. A fish is dreaming it, and it's it's further weird in that like this is the only time when Link's goal is to destroy a world. Oh, well, yeah. Like, the the land created by the Windfish's dream is being plagued by nightmares. So in order to stop the nightmares, you have to wake up the Windfish, which also just cancels, like, it removes the uh, island you're on from existence. So everyone you met disappears. Mm-hmm. Also, spoiler, all of Twin Peaks was dreamed by a fish. That's ah, true. Yep. Makes sense. Dave yeah. Pagoda. I'm the only guy who's finished the show, apparently, so I can say that and actually make oh, spoiler fear in your hearts. You're spoiling us. Maybe I'm telling the truth. And yeah. We all know how much Dave loves it when an island disappears. It's a stupid yeah. love lost. Yeah. That would be pretty yeah. funny, though, if, like, yeah. Yeah, this Twin Peaks ended and it was just a dream by, uh, you know, Abe Vigoda's character on Barney Miller. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
becoming retarded and looking to a snow globe. <laughs> Don't overshadow the snow globe part because I didn't just drop the R word uh-huh. for no reason. It was a reference to St. Elsewhere. I think that um, kid was autistic. What's the difference? Big difference. I guess if you have Jenny one. Jenny McCarthy doesn't um, care about the developmentally disabled. Come it's on. True, it's true. Um, I did pick this up in a super big sale. It's on It's on 3DS eShop for like $4, mm-hmm. the DX version, the yes. color version. Yes. I think um, it was also given out as part of the Ambassador program. Or, was or maybe it? not. I no, I don't think it was. I have it for whatever reason. Because I think it was free or like $2 for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. But it is uh, it is great. You should go play it. Like I should play it. It's an attempt to make uh, on the Game Boy like mm-hmm. a Zelda that felt a lot like Link to the Past, yep. and the fact that it had so much more characterization and uh, you know interesting characters than we're used to in a Zelda game no, is it's, it's, pretty significant. It, like playing through Majora's Mask right now, it reminds me of like, well, the first game already established what a, this kind of Zelda game is and this one and Majora's just plays really weird with all of its characters and assets mm-hmm. and goes completely insane like all these characters you mm-hmm. that was the first boss now I'm helping them find a potion <laughs> and I have to give this guy something to wipe his ass with yes that does happen too you get a heart piece for giving mm-hmm. a poor guy some TP who is mm-hmm. not only without toilet paper he's fallen in mm-hmm. oh, gross mm-hmm but yeah, the, the the core of the thing is like yeah, they wanted to make all the characters very suspicious, which is part of what makes Twin Peaks so compelling. That like, you know, maybe all these people didn't have anything to do w- with the murder, but they are all really strange. All and, strange, yeah, hiding something. Yeah, everybody's mm. got a secret, and uh, that's kind of you know that has the same vibe in, in Link's Awakening. I so, like it. Let's move on to number three. Six a.m. on the twenty fifth of December. A small town in Colorado, at the foot of the Rocky Mountains called Mizan Falls. A girl was found in woods on the outskirts of the town, boring and smeared with blood. I don't know if you can understand any of that. Uh, what do you think, Mr. Director? Should I do another take? No, <laughs> okay, that's, no that's good. That's good. Was that like a New Japan promo? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, this is a game that I didn't know about until I started researching this, called Mizerna Falls. This was only released in Japan. No. Yeah, I know, right? On PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. But what made it interesting is that this was kind of the proto-Deadly Premonition. Mm-hmm. In that this was a game that was open world before GTA 3 happened. Uh, on older hardware. Mm-hmm. And you played as a teenager who's sort of investigating a murder in this small Colorado town. Where... This girl was found murdered a year before around Christmas, and then as this opens, it's it's near Christmas, and uh, this has happened. Year after 7 a.m. on the same day, another girl, Emma Lowland, Cassie's high school classmate, is missing, and her mother has asked police to search her. The state police started their investigation on relevance between the two incidents. At the time of Christmas, it is nothing less than tragedy that struck a peaceful town and a population of 2,000. You've been listening to the Japanese Night Vale. <laughs> I understood at the time of Christmas and population of 2,000. But this, this game was made by uh, Human, which is the same developers who did the Clock Tower games. And it really shows. Like, if you, you can watch YouTube and streaming of this... And, like, it looks like a clock tower game. The main character is very stiffly animated. He's made 
from a bunch of parts that don't quite mesh well together. Mm. But what's cool about it is, again, open world in a small Colorado town sort of runs on clockwork. You have to be in specific places at specific times to mm-hmm. see events. And you can uh, explore the town by driving. And he has a, a, like a VW Bug that he drives around in. And because it's like a slower car, the uh, rate at which you drive around is supposed to match the rate at which the PlayStation can draw the world I into existence. I see. I see. How fast can we pop in this four yeah. rectangles? Well, that'll be ten exactly. minutes, boss. Also, it's not a real city that's popping in. It's just like... Okay, here's a house, here's another house, here's a gas station. Everything's covered in snow, so we don't have to do grass textures. Here's a Verizon ad, years too yeah, early. Yeah. But it like reading about this, it seems and, and you can find an ISO mm. online somewhere. I haven't been able to get one to work. But uh, reading about it, it seems really impressive. Like, yeah, you can go see the, the Mazurna Falls themselves, uh, like this huge waterfall and you can also, you, you need to explore on the river using a paddle boat that can be rented from this shop that also serves hot drinks, which I guess has some sort of gameplay value, but it is, it is really interesting, you know, like before Silent Hill, you know, Japanese creators trying to recreate the feel of an American small town and uh, American people and, you know. You're, you're hanging out with American police officers and nurses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy how many, like, really borderline awful survival horror games got brought to the U.S. and this didn't. Yeah. Like, Overblood? Why, why did why did we get that and not Mizerna Falls? A better this name. This one was also trans, it was, was translated already, albeit really yeah. poorly. Well, apparently this didn't do well in Japan. They didn't like it very much. And mm. I kind of get the impression that a lot of Japanese gamers in those days weren't mm. fans of open world games in general. GTA 3 didn't go over so well. No, I think it's, it's fair to say that a lot of things that go over well here in America that are mm-hmm. from Japan, Japan doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah, mm. Metroid, Bionic Commando, for Final example. Fantasy, for some reason. Really? No, yeah, I think well, it's pretty big in Japan, too. Some of the way someone I mean, was describing... Not, yeah, it's not on Dragon Quest level. Yeah, oh, like Dragon true. Quest is the shit, and that's like this... Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, I don't like to see my characters while I'm fighting. <laughs> I just like to see, like, a first-person view, like I'm there. <laughs> Maybe that's the... <laughs> Maybe it's just that they played Dragon Quest first. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this this is an oddity, and it it seems really interesting. It's clock tower I, guys. Are they the, yes. Are they the Fatal Frame people, too? No, no. No, Fatal Frame was Tecmo. I'm not sure who the internal developer was. But, um... I just saw there was another one, and I thought, like, it seems like this... The same people who want that game to exist want, yeah. want a clock tower to exist, want this to mm-hmm. exist, and it's just kind of nice to see a bunch of people follow their favorite horror yeah. trend or trope into making a game out of it. Yeah. And the, the article I was reading was also saying that, like, the creator of this game... Like is barely known in Japan, like even to journalists over there, and that like Urban Legend says that he retired after this game and has like was last seen working as a tourist guide in the Rockies somewhere. <laughs> so apparently he Our really Rockies? yeah he, oh. he really liked Colorado and the Rockies. Oh, that's why he made this I game. thought this one stars Apollo Creed. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I can just imagine him doing the yeah, tour. Why like, would he be a tourist guide in the movies? <laughs> block, can he? Can he? Buster. Does he do the tourist, the the guide as a, with the sim inflection as that guy in the clips? Like, God, I hope. Here so. is a giant redwood tree. Purple <laughs> mountains, yeah. majesty. 
<laughs> it is a giant laboratory. Tree. You <laughs> can't climb it, though. If you fall, you will hurt yourself. Well, that's another thing. That Murdered <laughs> in a town of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Human uh, did a lot of shit with, like, Japanese voice actors speaking in English. That's oh, why human do that. Clock Tower, if you play the PlayStation 1, like it sounds really weird. Like the yeah. acting's really bad. But then you can hear like outtakes where the 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 actors are like we could not run from Scissor Man and then like Scissor like she she messes up the line and then starts speaking in Japanese like, "Oh." <laughs> Is that in the outtakes? Yeah. Wow. It's like okay, well, you didn't hire native English speakers for this. That's why it's more important to get their garbled vision of France. Yeah, Yeah, I guess so. But this this seems like a really cool game. I would encourage anybody to look it up because it's it's interesting just as a technical achievement, if nothing else, to do an open world game on the PS One. All right, I'll I'll stream it. All right, this week. Cool. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Number two. Just arrived in Scoggins, Minnesota. Population, 754. Temperature, hmm, it's cold and not much to look at. According to the agency, there's some kind of situ- inci- thing going on at the local eraser factory. The whole plant is shut down. There's a weird man staring at me. The local eraser factory? My yes. boy's an eraser! So, who's played Nelson Tether's Puzzle Agent? Trick question, I know it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you. Yeah, this this was a, one of Telltale's games that I had completely ignored. This was until, pre-Walking Dead. It was like, yes, that we, I guess we should make our own stuff, but nobody really cares about yeah, it. Yeah, post-Sam and Max, pre-Walking yeah. Dead. But it's, Pre-Bone? No, post-Bone. Post- Bone was their first adventure uh, game. You're my post-Bone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But this was one, like, again, until I started reading about it and people talking about it in the same uh, sentence as Twin Peaks, I'd kind of ignored it. And then I played it, and it's kind of brilliant. It's basically like if Telltale had done a Professor Layton game, mm-hmm. and that game were heavily inspired by both Twin Peaks and Fargo. Fargo more for the setting, mm-hmm. and Twin Peaks for the weirdness. You've got the main character is an FBI agent who's continually talking into a tape recorder, just like Kyle McLaughlin. And as you're solving puzzles, you start seeing more increasingly bizarre things around town. And uh, there's like this brotherhood of Scandinavian descendants who meet at a weird lodge uh, at the edge of town somewhere. And when you're there, like you talk to people and I know this is just an accent, but it sounds a lot like something specifically from Twin Peaks. All we can do is open our minds. The language of the hidden ones is expressed in puzzles. So strange that a, a vague Scandinavian translate. <laughs> <laughs> All we can do is open our minds. The language of the hidden ones is expressed in puzzles. But it sounds it sounds like backward speech played back mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. even though it's just an accent. Oh, I love when people do that. So yeah, we'll do that at some point in the show. Maybe we're planning to. Better look, Burns. There's a couple episodes of our <laughs> Capcom. Have you gotten Greg to do that in front of you yet? No. Our buddy Greg uh, he works over at Capcom. You forget I've met Greg like twice. But he can he can say any give him any sentence or word he can say it backwards, and like to test him like all right we're doing this on a podcast somebody find this reverse it and send it back and see and it all checked out to sound just like that 
Like, but he can say any sentence you give him backwards. Wow, that's yes. impressive. It's what about that awesome. part from the Missy Elliott song? Which one's that? Put the thing Jeep, down Jeep, who's got the keys to the beep? Mister, uh, uh, nowhere. It's, uh, you dueling, uh, dueling gags. Dueling gags. gags. There, there's a bunch of that in Address Unknown, going back to Max Payne too. Also, it's like she has dyed her hair red. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> it sounds like a Borat. My wife is dead. <laughs> there, there's an undercurrent of strangeness, not just in the characters you meet, but again, like Twin Peaks, it has something supernatural going on in the background. You seem relatively coherent. Do people ever talk about seeing um, little people in pointy hats? Oh, the hidden people. Yeah, it's an old Nordic superstition. My grandfather used to tell me stories. They say they live among us in the ground, trees, rocks. But I just know the ones that live in my window. The ones that live in her window are little gnome figures. I believe she said window. Yeah, window. window. I love oh, it. Oh, my window. And I will say this is the only game I have ever played that can make lawn gnomes fucking terrifying. Because they always sound like this. I don't know when the they concept of lawn, lawn gnomes fucking is already pretty terrifying. Indeed. Oh, how do we get into fucking? You said it makes lawn mo- lawn gnomes fucking terrifying, and ah. I said the concept. Yeah. See, so I don't I don't, I don't even register tech. when I swear. It just yeah. happens automatically. And then we all reacted. Yeah. But it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anytime my lawn gnomes come to life and start uh. fucking each other, I find it a little bit scary. Especially when it sounds like this. <laughs> Was that his like backdoor pajama hatch opening at the end? There? <laughs> no, that, that was uh, him leaving out of a, a door. Nice. Like a gnome yeah. shows up. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. So what happened to the series? Spoiler. Though? Like, I'll go ahead and spoil it. No way. Yeah. This. Spoiler. Uh, you're doing a puzzle, and in, like normally when you do puzzles, it's like okay, now it shows up in a little puzzle window. I have to move these pieces around, whatever. And all of a sudden, you're manipulating this piece, and everything goes dark. And like there's, you just see flashes of light as this like gnome full size like crouches down next to this tile and steals it and then that's reflected in the story by the gnome just stole a piece of this pipe that you're trying to piece together was this a completed and ran series? out the back door no there were only two uh, um, I mean that might be completed I just started playing the second one that's it. well it was a kind of something Telltale was known for before landing licenses like Sam and, Sam and Max and a mm-hmm. lot of the um, the Universal series but there was yeah. Abandonware, essentially. Like, Bone is that, too. It was two episodes, and it's gone. Yeah. But I, I get the feeling that this is less episodic and more these are complete adventures. Mm, okay. I have no idea if the second one ends on a cliffhanger or not. Um, but they're both worth it playing. It has the name of Puzzling Adventure. Yeah. I will say, I, I had bought the first one during, like, the late PS3 less than a dollar plague. sale. Oh. And, uh, like, I liked it so much. I was, like, looking for it on PS3, and it's like, 2 is not on PS3. It's only on Mac, PC, and iOS and Android. So I, like, went and bought it on Steam. I don't know if you... Like, 2011 was the the second one. Okay. So... I remember seeing it at the same press event that I first saw Back to the Future and Jurassic Park. So, to put it in... Which seemed better at the time. Oh, yeah. But are now terrible. Mm -hmm. Well, Back to the Future is okay. Yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park is, uh, is... That's the one that you don't want to play. I don't, that's true. I think they're both here. All right, shut up. All right. I, don't wanna, I don't want any no smack talk. Let's wrap that. this shit show up. Number one. 
Listen, they both need each other. It's called interdependency, and they both know it. Yeah, I know. He does terrible things to Tom. Nasty, even sadistic things. But that's fine, as long as that's what Tom wants. Think of it. His actions. He's always asking for it. It's his partner's job to fulfill that need, and Jerry knows that. Proof? Well, in the Tom and Jerry show, they live with each other. Hello? I think it's the overarching Tom and Jerry ethos. Yeah, their mythos. That they live together. This is. They well, were originally cartoon characters before they were dogs and cats, I'll have you know. Yeah. But they live but together. They were men. What? Yes. This is. It's this again, is strange. This it's is a deadly premonition. He's talking I, about fucking Tom and Jerry, the cartoons. Got it. And, I and how what we're actually watching in those shows <clears throat> is a complex sexual interplay between a mouse and a cat who are in love. Yes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you think about how I knocked that girl I was in love with down the slide and she tried to kiss me. If that's what she wanted and you were giving her what she wanted, then fine. Well, I was arrested. <laughs> then no. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, Deadly Premonition. This mm-hmm. is the very obvious Here's one that this entire thing has been building toward. I wanted to know. Is this is this based on like a weirdo doing something kind of ins- like acting out his own insane whims? Or the result of like like the brilliant result of like incompetence coming together for something and totally enjoyable. Um, I don't know what I think. I, th- I think the, the developer Swery, I, I forget mm-hmm. his full name, but uh, Swery, he made Deadly Premonition. Mm-hmm. He also did D four. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he he does have published work before this, but this was the one that kind of broke out and it became popular in America because it released at twenty dollars mm-hmm. and kind of had the like it's so bad it's good yeah uh, I, I, totally I, I think as at that point as game rars mm-hmm. we were so used to the most manufactured and yeah. combed over moments the the idea that this is like how did this get through the chain we yeah. were all kind of baffled and i remember and i just i don't know if it's something that holds up as like this is brilliant or like we're seeing something that's fl- like naturally flawed and normally you don't get that yeah mm-hmm. but it's it's also it's not flawed to the point where it's like this game is it's unplayable. Mm-hmm. It's it's flawed, but it's also super yeah. memorable in the fact yeah. that it's it. I mean, it is a Twin Peaks knockoff, and that there's this guy that's talking to well, an imaginary voice and a recorder. Yeah, uh, not even a recorder. He just touches the side of his head and says oh, things yeah. like this. Zach, can you give me a logical explanation about what that was? Never mind. Don't answer. Life is fun because of the mysteries. Right, Zach? Zach never answers. But some of the stuff you're, you're talking about, like, the, the parts of the game that are really bad, mm-hmm. that are the worst, are the action. And yeah. I found out, like, reading, uh, th- actually reading about Mizorna Falls, which is very similar, that the reason a lot of those scenes, those sequences were added was because they were talking about it for an American release. It's like, well, Americans won't like a game yeah. where you're just wandering around investigating things. We have to add a bunch of uh, shooter sequences. And so you yeah, have that's, these that's really tedious, horrible, yeah. you know, shooting, exploration, survival horror bits intercut with some amazing exploration and like a, just exploring a clockwork town and yeah. like spying on people in their houses. And I mean, 
Yeah, to me, that was what... I, I've only mm-hmm. put, like, ten or so hours into Deadly Premonition. Not even close to yeah. being halfway done. And it... Yeah, like, part of what just made me, like, realize... I'm, I don't think I'll ever finish this, is that you are... It's a very, very big, like, town that you're searching. And you go to the outskirts, and that's, like, the, the part where he's talking about Tom and Jerry. That's when he's mm-hmm. in his car. And yeah. when he's in his car, he'll talk about weird, obscure cartoons... And my, like my DVD favorite one commentaries. The, yeah, my favorite one was like he, he's just explaining the plot of Remo Williams. The adventure begins to himself. Yeah, I'd never heard of that movie before then. And this Are is you this is just yeah. this is just in lieu of like Grand Theft Auto would have a, 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 a funny radio station here. This is just him talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and like and who is this we're talking about? Of course, it's FBI Special Agent Francis York Morgan. Please just call me York. Oh. That's what everyone calls me. Agent York? Good, that's good. Yeah. Watching these cutscenes and playing this after seeing Twin Peaks, it's kind of clear that it's like, yeah. oh, you're, you're basing your characterization off Kyle McLaughlin. And why can't I remember his agent's name? It doesn't matter. Dale Whatever. Cooper? Dale Cooper, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and I have uh, no place to speak because I uh, haven't finished Deadly Premonition, haven't played D4, but. Or when, seen Twin Peaks? When I've seen a, a p- portion of it, <laughs> a smattering. When has having no right to speak stopped me from no. speaking? <laughs> that's not Most what the internet is for. Actually, I think that's. Uh, Sweary seems like a really good creative pop culture obsessed sure. creator who maybe hasn't necessarily had like the like resources given to him to like. Make his well, to make the things the, he obsesses over to make the breakout hit in an uh, industry that requires hundreds of millions. Of dollars like you guys said, they games. put they put more combat and stuff in for the American audience. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure he had like a couple guys who were like mm-hmm. capable of doing it. But he, it's not like he had like a. It's not like he had like a rock star sized yeah. team to make that work. In, in, in fairness, uh, apparently the director's cut version on PS3 and PC mm-hmm. fixes a lot of the problems with the combat. It makes it a little yeah. bit more streamlined and more painless. So the fan mods fix. Ironically, it adds other problems. Like apparently, the frame oh. rate is crap. The fan, no. the fan, like the fan mods completely fix that. Yeah, but it's, it's crazy. It's still like it's so indicative of Deadly Premonition, which is such a polarizing game. It has to have something wrong with that it. you can't even have the definitive version. Like every version has its own quirks well, it's, that you have to be like, the, just deal with it's it. The, it's Japan. Yeah, but it's I, like it's like we made this game for our country. They treated it this way. Do the Americans want it? Is it worth it? Let's put as little yeah. effort in, into that as possible because. But ironically, they they led with the Xbox 360 version, which mm-hmm. a, a Japanese developer usually wouldn't do. But yeah, they did true. apparently for this game. And I mean, the localization is fantastic. Yeah, it seems that's to true. be made with the American audience in mind. I, lo- I love talk like smoking with Fran and talking to her about this because yeah. uh, your old boss Fran would like mm-hmm. review everything. I I, um, I started playing it because she recommended this game, and yeah. I'm like, oh well. I don't understand any of this. She's like, you haven't watched Twin, Twin Peaks? And she loves Twin Peaks. So. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll start watching Twin Peaks. And then like, I watched first season. And I'm like... But it was the only time I saw her like, undergo like professional duress where like, I can't give this game the highest score, but it's the game I'd recommend the most to everyone everywhere yeah. over the, that I've it was, in the last three it, years. Like, it's the, the most enjoyable all experience. Over the map. I remember... I think, like, I think IGN gave it like a three or a mm-hmm. four... Destructoid gave it a 10. <laughs> and, like, I mean, they both have their valid uh, points about it. That 
hey, listen, Internet, you can have different opinions about video nope, games, and sorry. it's totally fine. You can think this game is, like, very amateurish, and from, like, a, a pure gaming perspective, probably not that fun, but it's also the one of the most original, like, large-scale games that's been made in the last half decade. Uh, games like that are really important, though. Games that get that, that run the scale from, like, hate it to love it, yeah. because uh, that's how it should be. I mean, like, I don't know. In in film, there are so many... There are not. There are very few just, like, unqualified, brilliant For films sure. that everyone loves. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that a lot of people really love, no, but you're a lot of people really the hate. Films, the films that break the mold, the first ones to do it, are never very well received. I had this. I had this argument with someone today about Valhalla Rising. Have you seen that? I've heard of it. And I was saying that is a very good movie. And they're like, it is boring, artsy garbage. And I'm like, oh, it's fine that we disagree on. But that. it's like they they try to do something different, and someone will take that, those aspects and then somehow bring them into the mainstream. And I think Deadly Premonition was that example of like this can't break over in the mainstream, but this will inform games for the next couple of years. Drive was the modern Valhalla Rising in the mainstream, basically. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. And I like to that end. I, I, I liked what I played of Deadly Premonition. I, I don't think I'll ever finish it. It's just too daunting because I think it'll probably take me 30 or 40 hours to do Apparently it. Apparently it's a bit easier if you can find the infinite ammo machine gun. Ah. And that makes the combat a lot that goes for every Which is, which is also a staple of Twin Peaks. When he, uh, finds, course, when he finds exactly. the infinite ammo exactly. machine gun, it just changes the series. But one thing that is one of the best staples of Twin downhill. Peaks yeah. are, are the, uh, the lodges, the... The, the rooms that uh, Dale oh, Cooper finds Veronica's himself in family. when he dreams. Oh, oh yeah. And you get got the man from another place who's the, the little person who speaks backwards. Or it's like he his lines are things he said backwards that when you play them backwards, they sound like real world words. So it's, it's very odd. But York has his own dream space that he visits in Deadly Premonition. You have to have that. It's important. The symbolism in my dreams continues to oh, intensify. No. A forest of red trees. A carpet with red leaves. A strange doll. And twin angels. But that child is what bothers me the most. So, yeah, he's, he's got his own... play my show? <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah, it's similar but different. Uh, so yeah, um, the after Deadly Premonition, the same guy made D four, which I feel love? it. I love which that game. Made it into our top ten games of twenty fourteen, and I totally stand by it. I still want to play it again with Connect because mm-hmm. I loved it with a controller. And I hear like it actually. You're the only makes... person who's ever said those words. Yeah, uh, watch him play the diabolical pitch game from yeah. I still like he that game, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, he made D4, which I feel kind of distilled what was great about Deadly Premonition into a very much a lot shorter of an experience. You're not really wasting that much time. You're always searching and finding and exploring new things, and having um, conversation. Yeah, and and that, there's actually a character that's shared between both games in uh, Deadly Premonition. There's a he's a sapling salesman called Forrest Kaysen, and then in D4, he's a uh, he's your he's your partner. Who just eats a comically large amount of food every time you talk to him? Ah, okay. I don't know. That's cool. But I like I like that Swery has a Sid in his games, just like Final Fantasy. You like his views uh, yeah. universe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also like who's the, who's the guy in the wheelchair in Deadly Premonition? Oh. Christopher Reeves. No. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> well, he has. Uh, I didn't hear Deadly Premonition. One of one of the funniest cutscenes in the game, which is on YouTube, if you look for it's it's labeled probably the funniest cutscene in Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. involves this exchange. Here you go, the usual. 
one turkey, strawberry jam, and cereal sandwich. Sounds like the sinner's sandwich. Self-inflicted punishment to atone for past sins. He's setting an example. Mr. Francis York Morgan, you should try this wonderful lunch. It's more than a delicious, tasty crunch. So says Mr. Stewart. Uh, Mr. Stewart, the guy in the wheelchair with the gas mask. Uh, th- that That is bizarre. And then, yeah, f- York does go on to try the sinner sandwich and finds it delicious. <laughs> it which weirds everybody out. But I've tried it. I've made one, and it is not bad. What was it? <laughs> Turkey and cereal? Turkey, cereal, and strawberry jam. What, what kind cereal of cereal? That's have, not... Yeah, it's, that's the... Pretty big variable I right there. I think I just used Cheerios. Oh, that's but, gross. Uh, King vitamin all the way. I want to cut up my throat. I guess it's Captain really Crunch. up to you. Like, I, I just sort of imagine it's like, yeah, Captain Crunch or uh, Alphabet, some sort of, like, generic semi-sweet cereal. Magic items. Mm-hmm. The one from the Walgreens. Yep. Lucky Charms. There you go. Well, magic items is yeah. the cheaper version. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Cornflakes, but not frosted. No. no. Unfrosted cornflakes. Mm. You don't want sugar in that turkey. But I love that, like... I, I, I should have said that with a better black scent. I would have said like it was from a Dirty Airy movie. <laughs> it's it's been referred no to. Sugar that job, turkey. It's been referred to as the sinner sandwich, but it, I didn't realize until rewatching this. Like, oh, York names it that because he thinks it's a form of self punishment. So uh, I love the sinner sandwich. Was when there's a woman between two men and they're fornicating. That too. Okay. That too. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's our top five games inspired by Twin Peaks. They're all kind of amazing. You should go check them out. For now, though, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about new releases, news, so stay tuned. Everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives in a versus porch. Where I'm from, the rats will sing every song, and there's always garbage in the air. <coughs> Sorry, I think there's something caught in my throat. <coughs> well, anyway, like every week, I'm here to tell you how to support Video Game Apocalypse, which is both easy and fun. First, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, which ensures you get the show as soon as it's available, and write us reviews, especially five star reviews, which really help get the word out to new listeners. Tell a friend, which is free. Just say, That game you like is going to come back in style. Rob Palmer's arms bend backwards, and I will spoil Twin Peaks for you. <laughs> Hold on. (coughs) Oh, okay, there, that's better. (coughs) Sorry about that. (coughs) Watch and like Laser Time's YouTube videos. Comment on our articles and log into our forums to answer the question of the week, which is your best chance of getting read on the show. Finally, follow us around on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. See, I'm out of here early. No gimmicks this week. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And welcome back to segment two of episode 107. Let's just get this bit out of the way. Oh. 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 
Oh, that's unfair. Especially when we got Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin coming out this week. Uh, on on all platforms, pretty much. PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360. Important distinction here. The PS4 and Xbox One versions actually remix the world. So if you've already played through Dark Souls 2, you love it, you want more, you kind of want a second quest a la Zelda, that's what this offers. Mm. On PS3 and 360, however, it's just the Game of the Year edition with all their DLC included. Oh, that's bad. So this is the most exciting uh, last-gen remix so far in a sea of last-gen remixes. But kind why of. why isn't it the Dark Souls series? Why isn't the Dark Souls Dark Collection? That would have been more interesting. Yeah. This is just probably a hasty last minute cash in. Um, to me. It, I <laughs> mean, the timing is weird. I mean, I, I don't I don't know whose idea it was. It does weird. terrible. I I played it some at a Namco event. It definitely looks better. Like you can see a difference. No, no, they're improving lighting and I want it bad. Yeah, because I've been waiting for a better looking version of Dark Souls too. But like, I still bums me out. Like. The biggest new release of this week is last year's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, you know the shit right off the bat, though. Like wandering into the the forest of the fallen giants, that first area after Majula, the town. There, there was an ogre stomping around in the river that you you can wade through. Like there's this stream, and you kill a bunch of dudes. There's an ogre there, which is like a more powerful later in the game enemy, and that's kind of a surprise and. The game is kind of full of those surprises. Like, nothing is where you remember it being if you've already played it. So if if you're an experienced player in these areas, it com- totally throws you off. And on top of that, like, Dark Souls 2 had a thing where, like, once you kill an enemy ten times, it stops respawning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not happen here, apparently. So enemies will... It's more like Bloodborne, where enemies will continually respawn in the same place. So there will always be something makes it to kill. easier. Like maybe, dude. When you can't farm anymore, <coughs> the game gets a true, lot harder. That's true, yeah. So that's something to consider. But yeah, the main point I wanted to get across is if you want the remix version, you have to get the current gen ones because the last gen versions are just the game of the year. I, are they? Full, they're full uh, price. So yeah. why why would you buy the PC upgrade plan? Is insane. Like, what? yeah, I'm really curious how this works. You're getting like a different. So if, you, if, I, if I own. D, D Souls 2. Yes. If you right, own Dark Souls... This is the DirectX 11 version. Yeah. So if you don't own it at all, you can just buy the full package DirectX yeah. 11. Fine. If you own it, there's one upgrade where you don't have the DLC and you pay more to upgrade it because all the DLC comes with it. And then if you do have all the DLC, oh, actually, you pay less to see, upgrade it because you already bought that DLC. That's why DLC. the PC rules. Mm-hmm. Which they, is yeah. actually... There's, like, no, there's still no way for the PS4 so and Xbox One to make the distinction. Con- convoluted, but it's not it does so help much. you. No, but you pay less if you've already paid for the content. But you can, if you have the DirectX 11 person, uh, version, you can't play multiplayer with people with the old version, which is kind of annoying, but that's probably a technical limitation that totally. can't be avoided. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, it, it's odd, but... Also this week, Bastion is coming to PS4. Hooray! For everybody who didn't play it on literally every other platform before then. Or in 2010 or 2011 when it came out. Mm -hmm. It's the better Transistor, but Transistor's good too. Uh, Stealth Inc., a.k.a. Stealth Bastard 2, a game of clones coming to PC, PS4, PS3, and Vita. And uh, the other big release this week is, of course, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D coming to 3DS. 
Uh, I totally ignored that game when it came to Wii, so I'm kind of excited to have a second chance at it just because uh, Wii copies are ridiculously would, expensive. Yeah, I wouldn't say ignored. I'd say something that... Is this the last new release? Uh, yeah. Can we flow into news stories? I suppose we can. I don't if know. If you this, don't want to say anything else about Xenoblade. I do. I, do I say buy it on 3DS because then Z- you'll uh, be able to sell, sell that ferment in like yes. five years on eBay. No, you should you do is buy the box copy, keep it wrapped, this is what I'm and then about. buy it online. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, Play the news jingle. I gotta yell. It has to be longer. I'm not ready. I need to prepare my thoughts. I can make it longer. This is actually the shorter cut. <laughs> Send me the longer cuts, and I'm going to program it into my phone I think as it goes, my ringtone whenever I text does the, you. Does uh, the longer version like go back to the advent of print? Yeah, we, like, uh, it, it may be. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I think there was just like an extra 10 seconds of noise that I decided was You can hear necessary. Michael tearing perforation <laughs> off of his, his dot matrix paper. Uh, no, you couldn't play Xenoblades because it was released in a short supply of 50,000 copies hmm. to drive people to buy it ah. and not people to play it. Which um, I was pretty fascinated by the amiibo stories of this week because, uh, like, I look. I know we're, we're not all super into amiibos, but, but plastic garbage. I, it is kind of. Plastic. I own six of them and have used none. It is kind of plastic garbage. But what I did say is like I like the idea of a game retail space, and I am. I I love that I pitched to executives years ago. I never want another game box in my house, but if I could have small. Not collector's edition, small physical representations of my games mm-hmm. in my house. That's what I would prefer. I would walk into a Best Buy every day. Yes. And, and like, that's what I would buy. Mm-hmm. I, that's how we should still do things. I'm not saying where I worked at the time where that would have been perfect and now it's too late. But it's... But no, the music industry has been trying totally. to figure this out, too. Like, how can we get people to buy, buy a physical mm-hmm. thing that has songs on it when they have no reason to? What if it's like a cool thing you can own that's mm-hmm. also a USB thing. That, what if I bought a mouth bad. that actually sang Smash Mouth songs? <laughs> <laughs> and well that's the thing with the music industry, they were, they're selling those like they are special editions of things like this will always be on iTunes. So like that's why that's why vinyl came back. <laughs> it, it that's is why vinyl it, came back because it's like well, how can we make this point. feel premium and you're cool for owning Vinyl's it? a different vinyl. sound, but it's but also in addition to that, like let's remember that amiibos do things. They do interact with your game. They do sure. things that, like, mm-hmm. the game... It can technically... You know, I think that the amount of people that obsess about amiibos, I, I doubt hold on. any of them actually are I using know. them in, the, in their games. I know, but, like, what that means is that people who would be curious to figure out what they do with their games mm-hmm. don't have the opportunity oh, to yeah. ever buy them. Ever. Because now they're just going to some dipshit like me and going to their shelf, which is yep. fucking stupid. And like, and all of a sudden, like, I I, I saw the Nintendo Direct. I have one one amiibo, Diddy <laughs> yeah. Kong. That's my You've character. You stuck it to the wall of your kitchen. Well, so there was already a were... tack there. I thought it would be okay. okay. Like, I'm... that's a perfectly good reason to stick it in the middle of your kitchen. It's never coming out of the box. <laughs> it, never it, probably, be it probably won't. But I I was considering. I like the idea of amiibos. Mm-hmm. They're not. Totally expensive to where like I can't afford them. I shouldn't buy them. I know that. But someday I thought I would like. Man, it'd be cool to collect these. And now it's fucking impossible. It's fucking impossible to collect them. It's it's impossible to buy them as consumers. The second they're announced, they're gone. Do you hear what happened with the pre-order plan? That like it was so screwed up that people like went to GameStop to. There was no it. other way to pre-order the amiibo Jeez. other than to go into GameStop with Rick the, and Mortar. 
So people waited in, in a brick-and-mortar store for four hours to pre-order something that's not out for two months. Uh, and, and, like, and they're all sold out. And the people who might want to ever do anything with their games can't do anything. I don't them. mean to be ridiculous. This is San Francisco. Stores are not made of brick-and-mortar. They would I fall know. over. They would they're fall over. You, you They'd suppose fall that, over in an uh, earthquake. Rick and Morty is a play on brick-and-mortar? Oh, my God. Yeah. I never thought but about I that. But I saw, like, Chris Kohler uh, on Wired wrote an interesting article about that. Like, that, that started to happen to Magic the Gathering. To where, like, yeah. there were collector cards and, like... And then Magic the Gathering, uh, Wizards of the Coast, is that what they're called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, uh, oh, collectors are ruining the game experience. I think one of our former employees at Pizza Gamer had mm-hmm. a relationship with them because mm-hmm. they've, like, replaced my name with his. And they send me everything. Valuable fucking cards once a month. Wow, and I'm really? like, I don't know what to do with these. Who wants them? <laughs> but, so but I'm they, just giving away things I could probably sell. They fought against the idea that, like, this is a game first and foremost. It's yeah. to be played, and it's to be played by new players, it's to be, be, sure. be play, played by all players. It's not for hoarders and collectors and people who get, who get to... But it is mostly for nerds. It, but no, it's, it's always going to be for nerds, but the idea that like if you're not up at 3 a.m. Yeah. on the East Coast, you miss out on this experience forever. That's yeah. dumb, and that's stupid. And, like, and I know what Japan is doing. Like they, They're producing this one line, and like, well, that's what the plan said, so we'll never produce any more. And like, that's... Ridiculous! Like I want to, I would like to maybe collect amiibo someday, but it, I like I'm not artificial scarcity doesn't artificial scarcity, and I don't think they're doing that. I just think they're like from what I know, Japan. Someone made a plan a year ago, and no one's going to come to the guy and say like, "Look, we need to make more." But yeah. the plan said we're so done. Now you got to eBay and uh, buy and it that's some bullshit. Crazy amount, and that's bullshit. So this week, it, like my Facebook flew flew aloft with with people like I'm done with this shit. Take my yeah. fucking amiibos. Hmm. I don't want anything to do with this shit anymore. Yeah. It really pissed people off. And this and this to me was where I thought the future of like physical ownership for games was going. Yeah. They, they didn't do it right. The future may still be going that way, but yeah, they they didn't. I think it's an job. interesting place for it to go. Well, it's it's kind of difficult. Like from my perspective, I try to only buy things that I. I just want to have this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to take it out of the box, display it, play it, w- play with it, whatever. Um, I'm not. I, I can understand amiibos because I've wanted yeah. for my entire life to own a Diddy Kong anything, mm-hmm. and now I do. Yeah. It's never been available before. Yeah. Yeah. There's never been a. There's not. There's no uniform Mega Man, Sonic, and Mario thing. That's interesting was, to me. I, I, I always feel anxiety when I get something, and it's like. If what if I open this in like in ten years I'm looking on eBay and it's worth two hundred dollars well, I feel like a chump. I, I wish you would people would never care about because yeah. fuck collectors and fuck yeah. line I mean, culture. Yeah, like, people are probably and, selling Kirby or whatever Yoshi but garbage that came the, out this here's last Here's the example: week. they made, like the, the first Hand wave came out with mm-hmm. Marth and like a couple of Fire Emblem oh. guys. Uh, it's impossible to find Marth. the most it's boring impossible. Nintendo characters possible. You want to pay like fifty to eighty dollars, but but in terms of like the lack of a plan, like those work with the new 3ds on Codename Steam to unlock exclusive characters. Collectors made that impossible for anybody with a 3d a new 3ds to ever experience. Or you know, mm. Nintendo could just be like, we realize we fucked up. We'll put these on the eShop for ninety nine cents each. They could do it. Anytime they want, yeah. and they haven't, and they won't, mm-hmm. and they could sell all of those characters from their store for an inflated price, yeah. and don't, and haven't yet. And it's been a fucking year. Like this is these things have sold more copies than any of their games. Yeah, it's weird. Like this weekend, I've I've never felt this about Nintendo before, mm-hmm. but like people talking about Amiibos, and I realize I'm hypocritical because I spent uh, two weeks ago, I spent an entire weekend tweeting about wrestling. I got to a point where like. 
will everybody shut up about amiibos? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear about your toys and how you can't find your toys on Twitter. Well, I blame Dave. Um, Get this garbage today, out of my face. Today, I want to talk about Damien Sandow. <laughs> today in a GameStop. Today in a GameStop, I had my most embarrassing experience of all time. Um, Not amiibo. No, it wasn't because um, Dave and I had to stream uh, Nick Toon's yeah. Major League Baseball, starring Ren Hoek and SpongeBob. You can pr- you can reserve. Uh, you can pre-order like you can pre-order. reserve yeah. used games at a specific location, and Dave was able to reserve a game for me to pick up close to me. And I went in there and like, um, my friend sent me here to pick up a game he reserved for me. And, like, the whole store is like, a likely story. You're just trying to get the new Mortal Kombat or the Amiibo. Like, it's Nicktoons MLB. Like, oh, yeah. no, we Everybody remembers that guy who called a second ago. Um, everybody, yes. We all had a good laugh over that There's email no the way morning. you're lying about this. But they were so fucking pissed that, like, like how dare you come in with this ruse to try and get this this, this thing. Because I'm sure they deal with that every day. Of course they do. And then what I didn't, what I'd never seen before, on the side of the wall, there's no more PS2 games. And next to the refurbished iPads are a glass shelf of collector's edition figures. Mm-hmm. So all of those figures you get with the collector's editions are now sitting on, on the wall of a GameStop behind glass. Wait, like... Like the all, Assassin's Creed figuring, all your collector's what? edition that pre-order fucking stuff. yeah, wow. all, all your like all of that shit is on sale at their store now. Jeez. And to me, and to me, Amiibos are the future of like the, oh, yeah. those retail spots. I'm going to defend Amiibos, even though I hate hearing about people whining that they can't get their Amiibos. It's a very first world problem. Well, no. My defense is that either we have scarcity or we don't. I think we're complaining and confused and upset because like we were getting used to scarcity going away. Yes. And now it's coming back, and now we have the internet. You know, back then, back then I would say, like 2006, you had to go line up with your pre-order to get the thing outside of the store. Now, like dudes with scripts can order eight of them, Mm -hmm. right? So like now we're dealing with like scarcity was one thing ten years ago. Now it's a thing where it's like fucking Ticketmaster, I mean, where t- fucking scalpers buy yeah, them all. And, that, that and it's like, no! And did you see what, like, if like a very minor point, I know you guys don't care that much, people want, there are there are Toys R Us and GameStop exclusive Amiibos. You like Earthbound? Ness is only at GameStop. I hate Earthbound. Stop it. Dave, you're off the show. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they're exclusives for each store. Toys R Us said the pre-orders will go online at 3 p.m. They accidentally went online at 3 a.m. <gasps> Dude, serious, but seriously, they sold out in two minutes in the whole world. They told to show up twelve hours later. Mm-hmm. Figured it Com- out in two minutes. They completely lost out on their shit. And like, that's not how yeah. this should work at all. No. That fucking bugs me. Yeah. But people do want they want like physical artifacts of the games they own so much mm-hmm. that I can't remember the game it was. But there was a PC game recently where the collector's edition with all mm-hmm. the cool collector's edition stuff did not contain the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because nobody wants a PC game on a bunch of DVDs. They're not going to use that. Just give me a Steam code. Yep. So, like, the collector's edition was like, oh, you get, like, the map and the figure and all that no, stuff. I, but I, the I, game's not in it. I built a presentation around what looked like Amiibos. It was like, I like my games on a shelf. So when I walk by them, I'm like, that was that was an awesome game. That was an awesome game, too. There, now I can go take a piss. And I'm reminiscing just by walking through my house. Games, <laughs> games like... Uh, 
toys the size of the Amiibos are perfect. Uh-huh. I don't need a giant statue. Yeah. I don't need a huge bust. Just this big, immobile. Yeah. I have all those fucking McDonald's figures because I love them. They're a reminder of movies that I love. They're this big and they don't move. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carmen on a skateboard. I, I remember that. Hey. <laughs> you, you mentioning the PC games. I'm trying to remember. Like The last PC game I bought or had a physical copy of was Ooh. either... I think it was The Darkness 2. And I remember like popping it into my machine. It's like... Oh, all this does is start up Steam, feed the code into <laughs> oh, yeah. Steam, yep. and then download the yep. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but people are definitely going back to like Richard Garriott's heyday, where a game comes with a a cloth map of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and like pe- Kickstarter especially is is rekindling this attitude where like. Yeah, I should get a bonus for caring about this game. I should get a physical thing I get to have and hold. Caring early, and if you're going to put down money in a game you haven't, that you don't know anything well, about, then maybe yeah. a physical reward is But that used to be what it was. You would yeah. kind of read about it in a clearly, like, just basically like a product. Hypothetical vaporware situation. Like a, a magazine that really just kind of listed products and what they were. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what magazines were in, like, for sure. the 80s. And or Maxim now. You go to the mm-hmm. store and put down actually a lot of money on a bunch of floppy disks. Like, mm-hmm. you better damn well get a a cloth map with your fucking yeah. floppy disks. Because the mm-hmm. game's probably going to suck. But, <laughs> like, you, you want to feel like you got something even though you have no idea what the game mm-hmm. is. I got, thinking about Amiibos, like, I, I've bought some of them. Like, mm-hmm. at first I bought a Link and a Samus. And it's like, ooh, a Toon Link. Ooh, a Mega Man. Ooh, a Sonic. So ooh, a Sheik. And I've stopped there, but at the, like Dude. I can understand, like I really like this character. I want to own a little statue of this character. What I don't understand is like, no, I need the whole collection. I why why is the villager from Animal Crossing like the most sought after because figure? They, they made it in short supply. Yeah, but like, does anybody actually want a statue no. of the villager from Animal Crossing? Well, I do. I, I do like Animal Crossing. All but, right, but in, in like even like, but do you identify with that character to the point where it's like I need a decoration, a decorative statuette I, I don't, of this? I don't, but I, I don't like the idea of like, what if I did get a new amiibo collecting? I'm okay yeah. with things becoming scarce after like a year or so, but after a day, after a day, like I, I didn't even realize I walked into Best Buy because I'm I'm old, I'm a old and b unemployed, and I'll sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> just shake things up. I'll just go and walk around the Best Buy. Have I said that already in this podcast? I don't think so. Like a, like a mall walker from Dawn of the Dead. I'll just go and like <laughs> browse. Just, just I like, like to going creep to on all the kids. And I've walked why. in there several times and like, oh, there's the Wii Fit trainer and there's. There's the villager, and I just don't care because I don't plan on buying these things. And I walked in there the other day, and it's just like, oh, there's Mega Man, Toon Link, and Sonic. Those will be there forever. Surely I'm not here on the first day. And I walked in the next day, and, like, all those are gone. And I, and I, I mentioned it to you guys because remember when you your mom wouldn't get you something? It's like the last thing in the store. Uh-huh. What did you do? Uh, immediately cling to it and want it. Well, well. Oh, uh, you would put it somewhere else you would hide it ah, in the store in like in so like i noticed all the sonics were gone and so i'm walking around the store and i'm, I'm i found four sonics <laughs> hidden all hidden. over the store nice. then they're not kids kids don't like sonic That's they're true. adults they're <laughs> adults are hiding, hiding sonics <laughs> they're like throughout best oh, buy yeah, sure. like, i love that, that i would rather and... shoplift shit than hide stuff well as it makes me think, like, uh, do you guys know Evan Dorkin, who did the, the comics about the, the Eltingville Club? Milk and Cheese. Did you ever read the Eltingville Club? Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw the cartoon. Yeah, well, there there was a thing about, like, one of the characters from that who had a scheme at the local Toys R Us where, like, you know, the, the shelves that they have the toys on, like, the bases you can lift up. 
Mm-hmm. And so he would stash the toys underneath those liftable bases ah. and like for months and then he'd like come back when they were like clearance and down. buy them. Yeah. yeah. That was smart. It's kind of how like when you were a kid you would like wipe your boogers under your bed. That's right. Right? Well, when, when, you, when, when you were a kid. kid. To them later. <laughs> hey, God, no, my, it's just no my one, fucking no girlfriend called me out on that because her bed's not the same as me. I'm sitting there picking my nose and like flicking it backwards and she's like, what's all this shit on my wall? <laughs> like, <laughs> um... Yeah. Are those your boogers? <laughs> the driver's seat of my car, the, the, the bottom side of it's like a, the roof of a cave with like yeah. stalactites hanging I, down. I just picture every like desk I've ever owned, like, oh, it's like that one uh, Ren and Stimpy at the end. Uh, uh-huh, like, your magic nose goblins. Yeah. Magic nose goblins <laughs> residing underneath. Uh, but but still, like, but that's the thing, like, amiibos have game functionality. Yes. And like, Marth fans who weren't a code it was it was long gone. They were already in the hundred hundred dollar territory before Codename Steam came out. Can never utilize that within their games. That's fucked up. That's wrong. And they're promising a solution somewhere in June. The game came out like two months ago. Yeah, it's. Uh, are we surprised that it's the year twenty fifteen? And Nintendo still doesn't know how that's to properly the, sell their products. That's to the consumers. only thing I can tell you from someone who worked with a Japanese company. They will not alter their plan. This is the company that still sells Game Boy original Game Boy games for four dollars. Yes, but they don't know how to when, make the proper amount of plastic things. To competition sell to is illegal and free. It's more than that. It's like it's it was really irritating because they'll come up with a plan and you'll shout in your English and it'll be translated and I'm like, well. We're not going to go against the plan. The real smart guy already said this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you really won't create more product mm-hmm. when people are buying it? Is that really what's happening? Yeah. Part- I think we'll reevaluate that next fiscal year. It might be too late, and everybody's abandoned you by that uh-huh. time. I wonder- and other people are jacking up the prices on yes. your shit and making more money off and of it. And making people angry in regards to products that should make people happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That, so I, if Nintendo did put out their, like... If you could buy every Game Boy game for ninety nine cents in the eShop store, and if every amiibo was readily available, would I mean we wouldn't be talking about Nintendo as much because this wouldn't be a topic. Well, that was that was and a, it, like I wonder if it, if like they would just become passe. Well, that was another I think that they're, they're also to. sensitive about like they're, they're I'm sure they're producing some of them in limited quantities because they don't think they're going to sell as and well. And that's why. Yeah. So those become the most sought yeah. after because they're Immediate. rare. That is why I, I reserved the Wii Fit like when they first announced amiibos. I'm like I should buy it. I should have an amiibo for when Smash Brothers comes out. Uh, you know what I I've talked about it on this show. I had a crush on a uh, Wii Fit trainer. Man, I'm, I'll, I'll get person. that one. Well, and why, then why not? Yeah, she's what the fuck? You, she's a ghost in yoga pants. I like. Well, them. Ooh, <laughs> yoga hey. pants look good on yeah. anyone. They yeah, really she's do. some kind of ghost though. And you know what? I I like the paler complexions. So anyway, <laughs> um, hey, you're rotten, look Nick. at me. Look at me. I'm like almost translucent myself. Um, but then I realized, like, oh, this won't interact with any game. I should get, like, Link or Mario because I can get, I'll get an extra costume in Mario Kart. I was thinking, like, what's the most functional amiibo, not what's the most rare amiibo. And I yeah. wish I had thought of it the other way because I could have probably sold that. It's going to happen. I think, I, think, uh, I think the clock's ticking for Nintendo because uh, what do these things appeal to? We already said it. 30 to 50-year-olds. Yeah. You're ruining everything for children. Now they're 30, just like, it's Beanie Babies all over 30 to 50-year-olds. Guess yeah. what? There's a whole generation of kids who fucking love Minecraft and do not give a shit about yeah. Mario. Mm-hmm. And when they grow up, they won't be buying this shit that you're still selling. And, like, there are games on PC, on Xbox, on, on PS4. Like, 
I played Ori in the Blind Forest recently. You played it, Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking great, and it's got that Nintendo style yeah. like just perfection of animation yes. and charm and just and music. Where it's like something I've missed in a lot of games, specifically on PC, where it's like you don't have the Nintendo uh, seal of approval. Like mm-hmm. this game is like a knockoff Nintendo, but Ori in the Blind Forest really mm-hmm. is like. L- of the best no, they're, Donkey they're Kong's not, Metroid, like magic like, makers. That's what kids they are going to love. They can growing up now. So, so what, one, one in that Chris Kohler article, he made the comparison between like ma- what magic cards did, where like our game is more important than sca- scarcity and collectors, and Beanie Babies, who did force scarcity, who mm-hmm. did burn like, the ma- fuck out. And it, and dude, it's a bubble that burst. Became worth nothing. And yeah. like, whereas ma- people still play Magic the Gathering because it's still a game yeah, that's so more wor- important than, than I the do, collectors. I do worry about Nintendo. I worry about us gr- getting older and then we're kind of, and then we're like in our 50s and 60s and mm-hmm. still the people kind of who are Nintendo's market, but they haven't captured a new they, market. They haven't bothered. And like, in, in, in that other news story of like, that was really irritating. I hate being such a Nintendo fanboy. Uh, that, that they partnered with DNA to make mobile games. Right. Mm-hmm. And the mobile game guy was like, "Well, he he didn't he didn't say this exactly, but like their most profitable game has generated three point two billion dollars. Wow! And he's like, we hope our next Nintendo game generates three point two billion dollars. Let me tell you that no game has made three point two billion dollars uh, <laughs> since about nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Uh, except for the most evil free to play shit in the universe, and sure. I don't want Nintendo stuck on that." Well, we can. Speaking of the mobile angle, Please. we can use that as a jumping-off point to another news article. In that, uh, Level Five announced a couple of its formerly DS-only franchises. I thought that was a fart. Jesus Christ! Fart. No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, has announced that a couple of its previously DS-only franchises are coming to mobile. Uh, the next Professor Layton game, not a spin-off like Layton Brothers, but apparently the next official sequel. Uh, the seventh Professor Layton game is going to be mobile only, and it's going to be uh, base. It's it's going to be a, like a card game instead of a traditional uh, puzzle game, oh, that puzzle adventure. Terrible. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> terrible. And Fantasy Life Two is also going to oh. come to mobile, and apparently is going to focus more on uh, town building, like like Farmville rather than uh-huh. adventure. So if you needed the wool pull back on that, the the best games on 3DS that aren't made by Nintendo are published by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And the people who had their games published by Nintendo have decided their games are better off elsewhere. Mm. That's a scare that's a scary mm-hmm. proposition. And I'm not I don't think it's necessarily a better place. I don't think there'll be better games. I mean, they don't sound like it. Yeah, they don't. Um, uh, I don't think I don't think Fantasy Life, The Town Builder and Level Fantasy Life, the... I can't speak to that much, but <laughs> yeah, I love the the top headline. Like googling this right now from Cult of Mac is dried out husks of two beloved Nintendo series headed for mobile. What? Eh, I wouldn't call started. those. Aww. Those are slightly beloved. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's not like we're seeing Mario those, and Zelda. Yeah, getting those don't sound good. But I really don't want mobile to be a bad word anymore. Like there are fantastic games on yeah. your iPhone. But and there should be more, and it, I, and I brought it, it up crapshoot. I brought it, it up in the context of a, of a CEO saying he wants the game to make three point two billion dollars, and then I think exactly, of like yeah. the worst thing that could happen in Nintendo games. No, the worst the worst thing about mobile is that it's such a crapshoot that only the top like one percent make mm. any money, and they make a lot of money, well, that, but everyone else just struggles and dies. That three point two billion reminds me of like some of the statements that were coming out when uh, Facebook acquired Oculus Rift and mm. saying like if we make this compatible with mobile, we'll make billions of dollars and. 
Like I think it was serious? something awful was making fun of that, saying like, "Yes, if we make a game with this, a billion people will play it." That's that's our directive. Make a game that a billion, billion people, people will buy. Will That'd be a very nice game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gear VR. I haven't used it, which is the mobile sort of Oculus thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Can't maybe imagine. it's okay, but I actually don't hate Facebook's acquisition of Oculus. No, no, I don't. I don't think that's a bad they're, thing. They're probably going to do no. kind of cool stuff. Like they're experimenting with three sixty degree video, like the concept that like you could put a three sixty degree camera in a concert and you could put on a headset and be there. Like that's yeah. a cool idea. It's like I'm actually there seeing Gardley Ray Jepsen. <laughs> yeah. I really, really, really like... Oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> what? I was singing. I was on purpose. I was singing. He was singing. He was singing. It, Chris, it, really, Technically, really, yes, really, he was really singing. In his like defense, farts. he was singing. <laughs> was the, so... the fart was not related to the singing. What? Yes, it was a part that of the song. That was a note. Also, in Chris's uh-huh. defense, that was a very good fart. <laughs> it was a, it was <laughs> it a was very well-timed it, fart. Melodic, it was a radio-friendly fart. A deliberate... Uh, part, and for okay. a little inside baseball, it hurts to do it. Like, <laughs> oh. like I didn't really need oh, no, no, no. I could tell Is that, that supposed to make me feel better about yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It might sting your nostrils for a little bit, uh-huh. but it still stings my ass. I feel asshole. like uh, it was a good bit of strategy that you chose the best chair <laughs> for farting. Was, I did. Literally. <laughs> You can hear that, right? Yeah. That was that was inside baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it was it was outside, outside spaceballs. Baseball. Nice. <laughs> uh, there is some other news I want to talk I don't about. Uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided mm. was leaked and I then confirmed leak. for PS4, Xbox One, and Pretty PC. Cool. Apparently, it's going to be the next game in former cover. Nice, and uh, it's going to be a continuation of Human Revolution. So, I love, ah. I love, love, love that we've gone past the point where. You remember, like, when Human Revolution was coming out and it was first revealed, and there was all that, like, well, this looks pretty good, but the last Deus Ex game yeah. really fucking sucked. Warren Spector's the only person who can shepherd this property uh-huh. into existence. Um, oh, this is better. You know, think think about that with Metal Gear and Silent Hills. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But, Probably going to have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. We just hope for the best. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of cool that like yes, and another Deus Ex game is coming that isn't. Uh, was it the Fall that was on iPad? Mm-hmm. And that oh, was yeah. that was okay. Apparently, it really sucked on PC. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like okay, another game set in this world. I'm cool with that. No, here's a, here's a new proper one. Cool. I'm surprised it wasn't Setting. accompanied by a Deus Ex Human Revolution Definitive Edition announcement. Mm, yeah, I'm surprised we haven't. There's a bunch of stuff I'm surprised we haven't seen. That's one of them. I feel like there's like kind of a. The, the, there's like just a bubbling of people wanting to see Red Dead Redemption yes. get HD. Like I bet, in the last I, few I'm weeks, not ashamed to admit I would buy that oh, because I, too. I know Rockstar would add some cool shit. Yeah, and, and they proved like they, they they could do it with uh, GTA Five. I would rather that happen for people who haven't played the game. I've played. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I, I, I played it like PC. halfway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Please. why it's not on PC. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking. You could sense. have a horse playing an old timey piano. <laughs> Instead of a regular piano, but I, the... I do feel like there's a market like, and and we've kind of seen it uh, materialize so far in that like mm. critically acclaimed games of the last generation are just being sort of not so much remade as optimized. They're just optimized for new hardware. Like Last of Us just adds, you know, now it's sixty frames per second and looks slightly better. Looks GTA like actually game. did shit though. I mean, Rockstar, yes, of course, true, made yeah. GTA different and better. Yes. 
Absolutely. Hey, it's out on next week for PC. Hey, how about Yay, that? I finally. Can't, I can't wait, man. For fuck's sake. I can't wait to, to see my a fucking horse driving you around. You need to look at my specs yeah. to see if I can run that shit. Yeah, maybe not. I don't, you think so? Yeah, Is maybe. No, you'll be fine. Probably. Maybe. But I just want to see the fucking mods. I want yeah, to see man, horses driving so around. Yeah. Ah. Taking it to the limit. Whatever. That frictionless mod, the thing we fucked yeah, around with. That's the, that's <laughs> Jesus. The first thing I'm going to do when I get code for uh, GTA is see if I can do that again. Please. Now, all this talk you. makes me want to see, like, Red Dead Redemption in first person, which is, like, that was the big thing I, they added to GTA. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. It seems like it's so easy. It's not. Hey, no. Uh, well, it was also complicating things, and it's like, that was made by Rockstar San Diego. <laughs> or at least they could add additional radio stations yeah. to, to Red Dead yeah. Redemption. So, like, making a horse drive a car in GTA 4 was a thing. <laughs> if they put Red Dead Redemption on PC... It it would, a horse driving a horse. It would just be a car yes. driving a horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like riding Elsa from Frozen. Sex. <laughs> I want to see a car So, back to horse. Deus horse sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some other news. Uh, Amazon apparently... Uh, made a big deal with Crytek yeah. uh, to acquire the uh, Crytek engine. That's weird. I don't really know what to mm-hmm. make of that. It was uh, it to acquire the engine? According to Kotaku, Amazon agreed to a huge licensing deal involving Crytek's proprietary tech CryEngine. When I first heard the sure story, it sounded like they bought it, their engine? just bought Crytek. Um, yeah, but apparently they made a big deal. So, like, Amazon is apparently serious about getting into games to the point mm. where they're, they're licensing the engine. Which is weird, because it's like a cheap subscription fee on Steam. Yeah, I don't know and so, so, but some people are saying <laughs> that, like, this deal saved Crytek. That, like, Crytek Could is be. not doing so well because, I guess, they spent a bunch of money on uh, Rise. Well, on the engine. Nobody wanted that. Well, they spend a lot of money in the engine. I don't think a lot of people mm. are and using I have to, it. I have to imagine they're making all kinds of royalties off of Star Citizen. I don't know how, mm. they're, how their licensing works, but... Oh, I did read something interesting has, about that. That game that doesn't exist has a lot of money. Yeah, how that game has... It, it's not out yet, but has generated, uh, what, like $500 million? Like oh, uh, something a half crazy. a billion? It's, it's, uh, it is the most crowdfunded thing ever. And the, but that has no final product. No. I mean, there, you can fly around and, and shoot at stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the promised thing... Actually, is, there is, is something that's yet. more crowdfunded than that game. What's what? that, dude? Church. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that uh, is that is true. Crowdfunding for the Lord, man. You just, you just wait uh, till Chris Roberts builds his space station. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't pass out a hat in uh, in video games. You can. Well, it's him plays and, and the parishioner looks at you real bad, like if you don't me. put a dollar in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, online shut down. Did uh, they really? That yeah. sucks. In other news, online was still around. <laughs> In other news, that I was know. the thing that uh, existed. I had an argument, or mm-hmm. uh, well, we had one of our face-offs, one of our debate columns on BC Gamer about whether Which means streaming, no one believes anything. Yeah, or whether <laughs> streaming will be a thing after online shut down. I think it will be. It will be. It has yeah. to be. Yeah, we're gonna have fiber I mean, optic connections. PlayStation now, if nothing else. But and, from and what so I know about PC gamers, yeah. that'll be that'll be the next. Are you streaming this game, bro? Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't come in my server. It was only shut down after Sony bought them out, right? Yeah, Sony bought them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like Sony's the only one who has a major like they bought Gaikai first. Yeah, used what Gaikai had like built to basically form the foundation of PlayStation Now. From from what I know, and, and, and like and I want to form a conspiracy theory. The biggest threat to consoles mm-hmm. is streaming technology. Yeah, and because like, the second that's licensable, like I can I can play a PS4. 
from my phone. Yeah, the problem is if we all do have like fiber optic connections in the future and it works and that's really it works really, really well, mm-hmm. then you could buy like a hundred and fifty dollar netbook and play yeah. a- anything. There's the right? universal console mm-hmm. everybody keeps wanting. Like there you go. A hundred and fifty dollar netbook that can play anything because oh, it's yeah, all it streams. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if Sony miles. will allow it. Like there's some guy who will right. host a server in, in Slovakia. Which one of you has this netbook? I'll, I'll buy it off you. All right. I have hundred fifty dollars right now. It's on a USB table. stick. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. All right. It's a Chromebook, actually. Uh, is it in that Diddy Kong figurine? I'll take that. <laughs> so, um, if you bought a Vita before a certain date in 2012, oh, you get twenty bucks. Yeah, you will twenty five bucks. Twenty five. But bucks. you might have gotten a very suspicious looking email uh, oh, from shit. Vita Legal Offer, and it is apparently legit. It was confirmed by Sony, uh, and you can log in. Initially, what made a lot of people suspicious of it is you clicked on the link, and it asked you for your email address and password mm-hmm. for the for PSN. And it was like, oh, I'm not giving them my password. Fuck that shit. And then they changed it so you no longer have to enter your password. You just basically have to click a bunch of boxes like, I certify that I bought this, that I have not returned it for a full Parra's, refund. That I have a beard, that mm-hmm. I own too yes, many Amiibos. Yes, yes. <laughs> but then you can... A bunch of Saturn games I haven't played. You can pick either... I bought my Vita on launch day with uh, Unit 13. Yeah, I'm I imagining think, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, that all of the... You, you can either pick a $25 check, a $25 PSN store credit... Or you can pick from like one of three or four different game packs, uh, which are like they. I think they all include Unit Thirteen. Yeah, um, <laughs> really pushing that game. Yeah. Also, like the God of War collection and a couple other games that you probably There's already more. own. Mm-hmm. I, uh, my buddy, uh, our, our buddy, you've heard him on Laser Time, a creative assassin. He's written some stuff for us. Uh, including uh, Kuros, the, the comic we used to yes. do. Um, he, Where I'm the bartender for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> he posted a picture of, like, I have collected every physical Vita game. Wow. And I, and I counted them, and it was like, that's... 15. That's, no. no, no, but it was like it was in, like, the 70s. It was not that much. Yeah. And he, I have every physical and those Vita are game. so easy to lose. I've lost oh, yeah. two different copies. Not Well, mm. two copies of I've Persona never, 4. Yeah. Other than the stuff from the company I used to work at, I would never. I yeah, it's, I it's, a, it's a bad idea to do that. Yeah, Ugh. but also I I had because he posted be... that picture and like half of those are, are I got free on PS Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, half of them. Well, that's the thing. Like the the two probably most worthwhile Vita games were free on PS Plus: uh, Uncharted and Gravity Rush. Yep. Did they take them off finally? I I think they, they did. did. Like they they, they, they used ago. to have it. Like mm-hmm. it was. Your instant free game library, yeah. and like once the game was free on PS Plus, it would be free always as long as you were a subscriber. Mm-hmm. But I think recently they started just cycling them. It's like this game is free for this month only, mm-hmm. and then so you have to be quick on the draw. It's a little disappointing. Bubbly. And also, apparently, Microsoft has halted development of Connect for PC, but <gasps> is putting out a fifty dollar adapter that you can use to use the Xbox One Connect. <clears throat> For those of you who are actually interested in using Connect with a PC, huh. that's right. Says so everyone. Well, yep. the, I mean, Doctors it is sad because the like the previous generations Connect. I remember there were a lot of like stories of hackers who had done sure. like cool things with the Xbox 360s mm-hmm. Connect. I have not heard jack shit about anybody doing anything special with the Xbox One. Yeah, everyone Connect. got bored of that. Yep. And, uh, yep. But I mean, I mean, the the camera is better on the Xbox One. One's connect. Yeah, so so you, technology, like all technology. But I mean, like a, a camera mixed with a motion sensor. I don't feel like. Well, well I mean, our. our well, those I, people I just heard... like became 
uh, VR technicians for Oculus and... Yeah. Uh, so they're doing things and, for Facebook that's, that are held under wraps and nobody's going to know about for Ron Street. Uh. Well, no, I mean, even, like, there, there is a camera for the Oculus Rift that, like, I just feel like, like the novelty of it wore off and it's like, oh, VR is the thing now, so mm-hmm. we're just going to hang out waiting for that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, meanwhile, we're, we're, I don't know, I'm waiting for some, There's like... also Leap Motion, which yeah. is kind of yeah. cool, but I, I didn't find that it works very well when I tried it, granted, like, a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I, well, I worked at Xbox Magazine at the time, and it was like, oh, Ooh. these are people doing neat things with this device, and I don't hear like, oh, here's a neat thing that's being done with this particular uh, VR device. I, I'm like, and it might be because like the uh, wow. Oculus is kind of under wraps at, at Facebook right now, and the Valve thing. Who knows what's going on with that? And it's like, well, I want to know about. I want to know. I mean, but are people doing cool things like, oh, this person's like. Yeah. This is this person is uh, examining how to uh, cure cancer with well, no. this device. Well, uh, like, no, it, it hasn't like, cured cancer yet. And uh, what? Oh, damn it! Come on. <laughs> it's been like the a amount year. that Facebook paid yeah. for that. It should have. It should have done that. Already. I know. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I know what you mean, but like, uh, it's not just kind of like I don't know. Like, there's really cool VR stuff happening, but it's like happening amongst enthusiasts who have like bought dev kits and stuff, mm-hmm. and so it's like kind of hard to. It's hard to express how cool it is to the to everyone else who hasn't. If spent you haven't, dollars. if you haven't tried it, it seems really stupid. If you yeah. have tried it, it's, it's kind like, of wow. exciting. And I say this as a person wow. who still has not put on an Oculus or a great. Yeah, whatever. see, that's the thing. It's like amazing once you put it on. Yeah, I have a dev kit one of Oculus in my room, but it sucks so bad compared to the newer versions. I would not put it on your head, Dave. I wouldn't do that. But to I've you. never seen a single thing. I wouldn't. I, no, I, not, I, w- I haven't. And, I see, won't let you wear it. I won't I haven't let you. Seen an Oculus. Not not to mention an Oculus, like a plural I'm not of not going to let you use my dev kit one. It's too old. Is that what appeals? It's garbage. Is plural of Ocul- Oculus? Oculus. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think Oculus is plural for anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it seems singular, if anything, because it's, it's Latin U.S. Anyway. Spelled wrong, anyway. Uh, let's get into the community segment. It is segmenting the mm-hmm. community. Last week's question of the week, as you'll recall, we did it, uh, put out the cast the day after April Fool's, so we asked, what was your favorite April Fool's joke of 2015? I mean, it's like a lot of people love to turn up their noses at this, but it is kind of I like do. the internet's Halloween, so mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to like, hey, what, what did you like? Community so, segment, by the way, presented by Yahoo Screen. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> way to make one of like Sorry. my favorite at least shows that's completely free. unwatchable. Oh, I don't know. Just just on just in terms of platforms, like, uh, what am I gonna like watch this on my computer? It's on Xbox 360, but that app is awful. Uh, I I think I watch it through Apple TV. I've been watching it on my computer, and it's not a great season, which we were warned it wouldn't be. But. No, that's too bad. Anyway, community segment. Yeah. Chris, welcome back. Brought Hi. to you by Yahoo Screen. Chris, you were really resistant last week. So, did you have huh. a favorite April Fool's Day gag from this year? Deadpool. Oh uh, that yeah, was that was really, really good. good. That was really good. Mm-hmm. The uh, was it again like the, the AC Slater thing? Or well, uh, like what looked like an, an awful awkward. Oh, interview. Deadpool's going to be PG thirteen. But I, like thing. we wrote it up, wrote it up on Laser Time, but we tried to keep with how they were presenting it. Like Deadpool is PG thirteen, and like that's what Mario Lopez, AC Slater, is questioning Ryan Reynolds about. And then the first time we ever saw Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool outfit, he is. Literally killing AC Slater, yeah. saying "fuck you" and calling him Slater. Fuck, Fuck you, Slater. Slater. Movies ready. How fortuitous! That was the same week as uh, the Saved by the Bell guest. That, that's true. 
That's true. Last they, week they've since uh, there's since been photos of the production uh, yeah. leaked online. You oh, get to the, see Ryan Reynolds's cancer face, cancerous Wade Wilson. Man, that, that's yeah. so important. Uh, my favorite April Fool's joke was uh, the VG Empire first week in that posted that day. Oh. I can't remember a single joke that went by. And it, we did it so deadpan. It was yeah. uh, you know none of us actually liked. You that said series. your mother uh, used to preside over a sucky den. Uh, That's I, that was your joke, Dave. That, like, no, I'm just throwing like, it back at you. That's just an awful thing for you to say. I, <laughs> I, I said that to you at the time. Like you should listen to it. Like I said, Dave, mm-hmm. you shouldn't say that about your mother. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my friend Dan said that your ex-girlfriend was a sucky Dan. <laughs> sucky. Uh, this is awful. She was I sucking Dan. I immediately thought of your friend Dan, so that yeah. uh, didn't work. That hurt even more. You like sucky Dan. <laughs> That's Steely Dan's uh, tribute band. Um, uh, well, mine, mine, mine is. Yeah. You, you guys are going to get a kick out of this. No, uh, no we're not. Microsoft said. Microsoft said. Can you believe it? They said that uh, uh, their 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 new phones would have MS DOS installed on them. Well, they said, said, said MS DOS on the Lumia. Can you believe that? Now, what jokers? Who would who would buy that? Yeah, I love that they set it up by actually putting out Windows phones in the first place. <laughs> what a good setup! This, this joke took years and billions of dollars yeah, to do. I, can't, I, can't I would have found it funnier if they'd released a Windows 3.11 phone. <laughs> because uh, there I are people who would actually want to use DOS. I can't believe they made their phone look like more of a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Or what Windows a, 95. Slash C prompt DIR mod. You know that Henry Gilbert was genuinely sad about oh, that. Oh, this is mm-hmm. the best. This is splendid <laughs> news. I can, Francine can call her son all day long. Well, let's get to the community answers. So, Membrane Rain and saying that the membrane was first to answer in the forum, so he gets read first. It's mighty. Uh, not really related to video games, but YouTube had a button on their video menu that added Daruday's Sandstorm to any video playing. <laughs> what? Alone. I would have found this meh, but it was Alona would have found this meh, but it was this was discovered during a production meeting when our super serious producer was showing us a video for our client when he accidentally pressed the button and a group of us started laughing and fake raving to his discontent. I would have looked up all the 9/11 videos, all the lady being oh. hit by train videos. Oh god. You ruined it. Snuggle Junction says it's not from 2015. Oh, forget you then. Oh, fine. But I still get a good laugh every time I go back and listen to the Talk Radar April Fool's cast, despite it being minutes of straight gibberish. Oh, that was fun. It was like Fox McCloud and uh, Uh, a couple other characters. Kazooie and Simlish. Yeah. Uh (laughs) For 2015, though, I like the Double Crunch Oreo. (laughs) Didn't didn't see that one. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Dr. Pepper says, I told my friend, why you look very lovely today. April Fool's! Mock laughter and double fun pointing ensues. That was thankfully the extent of April Fool's Day to me. Oh, what a sad existence. Your girlfriend <laughs> sucks. Uh, Batman Boy 11 says the Deadpool fake interview, although it's hey. not game related, was really funny. This setup revealing a PG 13 rating was something most of us had been worried about, and the sudden R reveal with Ryan Reynolds in full costume killing Mario Lopez while making Saved by the Bell references was awesome. If I may say, I wasn't just worried about it. I was resigned to the idea that Deadpool would be PG-13. Yeah. 
In a Disney universe, for real. Yeah, well, it's nice to know that it's like, oh, no, it's more like in the Punisher movie camp well, than the Avengers. The argument I made on last week's Cape Crisis, if Fox still didn't have a stranglehold in that franchise, mm-hmm. that never would have happened. Yeah. It would have been PG-13, Disney, all the way. Or didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, it was a very cool way of starting their marketing campaign, and I hope they keep stuff like this up. Uh, Raccoon Hail says Dave Rudden treating out April Fools can't melt steel beams. <laughs> Very tasteful. Good tweet. Yeah. <laughs> One of those tweets where I'm like, oh, I bet when I I'm gonna go to the bathroom when I get back, it's gonna be like 50 retweets, and then at the end of the day, thousands. And I'm a an internet celebrity. And then I get back, and it's like, oh, okay, I got three retweets. You got a <laughs> big favorites. Oh well. That's better than the kick in the, the eye, I guess. I guess. Um, sharp kick in the eye. That's the expression, right? Yeah, well. uh, raccoon Hill also says, and why would the VGA raccoon have HR? That stands for human resources. Wouldn't he have raccoon resources? True. Oh, uh, uh, you got us. That's fucked, a, I, I, I have no excuse for that. Uh, well, why would you? You're not the raccoon. It's just an improv joke. Tranquil Bez 22 says, for me, it was an April Fool's joke that involves Sony's new PS4 accessory, the PlayStation Flow. I love how baffling it all is, considering most water levels suck balls. I'm kind of happy that it was an April Fool's joke, but it would be awesome to use it during the summer. Also, what's that guy against water levels? All of them? Water levels suck. Yeah. Sea level? No, like I... levels set in water. Oh, okay. Like the water <laughs> temple in Zelda. My bad. I... <laughs> You're too drunk to hate water levels, Chris. Mm. Sorry. Chris, the water levels in your pants are... Uh... Overflowing right hey, now. You know what? We I could use dabbed your shirt. We, we could we could really use a water level here in California. Hey, oh, the right. drought. Right. Hey, it snowed in Tahoe last week. Hey, it rained here. Mm-hmm. My goodness. It says, I'm kind of happy it was an April Fool's joke, but it would be awesome to use it during the summer. Also, props to YouTube for introducing a music button in the control panel that plays nothing but Sandstorm. Hooray. I didn't even know about that. I it's didn't brilliant. Either. I knew about uh, the Google Maps Pac-Man. That seemed kind of cool. I'm, t- I'm tired of this exclusive deal with uh, Namco and Google. Uh, they also um, made a deal with Budweiser, so there you go. Um, I love how uh, Curious Quail says, I love how Blizzard launched the newest StarCraft II expansion beta the night before and then announced its conclusion with a statement about collecting data from the tens of forums, forum posts and several Reddit threads. It's like they cut, pasted an actual press release and changed the numeric values. The Hearthstone patch notes were really good, too. Um, Soren7550 says, My favorite uh, actual April Fool's thing was the Rooster Teeth shaft shot. Uh, an app for dick pics. Yeah. Which, by the way, watch the fucking uh, uh, John Oliver, uh, Edward Snowden interview oh, if you yeah. want to learn more about dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your dick pics can be seen by the U.S. government. Uh, and Baka, Baka is dumb. Says, my favorite prank was the announcement of AKB84. What? AK before AKB eight four isn't that like the uh, the Japanese girl band that's like has mm. forty members <laughs> an idol group that would uh, only be open to people who are exactly thirty one years old <laughs> obviously this isn't real but if it was <laughs> oh my god would I anyone in Laser Time still qualify for this maybe Tyler. oh shit hey, I'm thirty this month my friends mm. happy Woo. birthday to me. Uh, Celebratory nature's met with silence from the old people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank Stony you for, silence. Thank you for celebrating my 30th birthday with me, assholes. Mm. Corey Noob says, Google Maps Bios? Pac-Man, instant classic. Agreed it was fun and silly. Uh, 
Ravenbaum says, I forgot it was April Fool's when I clicked through to Amazon via a laser time link yesterday. Why, thank you. To buy some little plastic beveled mirror hangers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Those are worse it, than amiibos. Parenthetical. <laughs> parenthetical. Finding them on their own in a physical store proved to be impossible. Wow. And it was Amazon circa 1999. I didn't click on anything because it was a UI nightmare. Oh, it's awful. And mm. it didn't have my account saved in the corner of the screen. So my first thought was that something was wrong with my new computer or my cookies. And <laughs> a big pit grew in my stomach at the thought of my brand new laptop already being fucked up. Thankfully, Terrifying. clicking anywhere on the page ended the nightmare and a message popped up saying... April Fools, Amazon 1999, or something very similar. What everybody loved 1999 mode in Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Griff says, uh, "Never mind, because nothing." Thanks for nothing, Griff. Uh, Moan for Stallone says, "Not sure if anyone outside." Also, I'm honored to read Moan for Stallone's. Uh, response: Not sure if anyone outside my circle of friends received this fake terror alert text message, but for those who did not, it was a text message warning from CNN that stated certain California highways would be closed due to potential ISIS threats. Jesus when you Christ. click on the freeway closure, closures link, you are treated to a large naked man sitting on the edge <laughs> of his bed while smiling, and he looks just like the coal train from the Gears of War franchise. Wow. The next Gears game going NC-17? Chris, let me know, and I will direct message you the link. Holla. Thank you. Uh, Moan for Stallone, I don't think anybody else got that text message. No. Only you. Only I you think got a that. friend sent that to you. Uh, Do you have a friend that looks like Mr. Coltrane? Uh, <laughs> well, you can. I, I imagine it's not hard to find a picture of a naked black man on the internet. And, and that friend is in ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> and that's unfortunate. Jar says, well, it's not any of those vine dickheads who think prank means just bothering strangers. Yeah, thank you. Prank is not just saying yeah. a thing that's a lie or bugging someone mm -hmm. for fuck's sake. Uh, Unless you can get them to believe it. <laughs> and also, Vine, uh, uh, Vine celebrities. And that <laughs> makes that yeah. makes me want to jump off a roof. Well, Jar Vine celebrities. Jar says that shit isn't funny. It just makes me hate everyone younger than me, which I think we can. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm to. I'm jealous of people yeah. who make six second videos and earn thousands of dollars. Did you see that? I, I hate all people younger me than me. Like the dead hate the living. CAA yeah. just signed its first YouTube personality. So they represent Scarlett Johansson mm -hmm. and guy who, guy who watches YouTube games. Hmm. But uh, appreciate that he agrees with us. The only joke that actually got me for a minute was the fake Deadpool interview between Ryan Reynolds and A.C. Slater. Love how everyone calls him A.C. Slater. Yep. Fuck him. He doesn't have a real name. Refuse to believe Mario Lopez is a real person. <laughs> Excuse me. It's Mario Lopez. Uh, yes, no, Mario. Mar Mario Lopez was just his, his character on Saved by the Bell. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Now, now AC Slater works next to that girl uh, with a nice butt. Yeah. Jar says they managed to fool me for a moment, and they did manage to fool me for a moment before I was like, this is a really awkward and bad interview. Why, what, why did someone link me to this? Uh, and then I realized. Uh, and announced something that we were all hoping for at the same time. Well played. Uh, going to page two there, Dave, because I finished it out. Oh, brand new world. Yeah, Diana made a good point, too. It's like, you know, for people who hate... Uh, April Fool's Day on the I internet. Don't. Think that without April Fool's Day, we never would we we wouldn't have Tauntaun sleeping bags yep. 
8-bit ties, or any of the weird shit that Think Geek does every year and then makes into actual products. Uh, from someone who worked at an actual company, you're not allowed to ever make a joke, and everything is always mm-hmm. the most serious, so shut up about not having a fun April Fool's Day. Yeah, but you've also mm-hmm. been in the news media. And, uh, mm-hmm. Which means you have to, to manufacture something, and if you don't work at IGN and you're not willing to spend a million dollars in your fucking Well, April not that we, did a, we didn't do an April Fool's joke, because we figure if you don't put, if you don't go all in, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. It won't be funny so but we just have to sort through the fucking news and be like did they really announce this new middle earth that strategy sucks. game no. no 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 i don't think they did no mm. trust me we've been there new game announced how uh, dare you how dare you tease fans expectations like that? uh more more dumb names for henry to say said my favorite april fool's gag was the N- nintendo direct and I just fell for it and bought Super Mario Brothers 64 again. I had to. The video promoting it on the eShop had something about piling up rat skulls and Amazon links subliminally, subliminally placed in the music. Mm. I have to say, when we did that stream of uh, the Mario 64 HD, I could not stop thinking about that song. I, I sort of hate that I've, I've ruined that song for everybody, yeah, including myself. <laughs> Until we streamed it. And, like, you really fucked yeah, it up for like everybody. But I show. But I, I, I too bought that game again on Wii U because it's it's two dollars if you get it on uh, the original Wii's uh, virtual console. I do. Yeah, so it's almost like you're losing money if you don't buy it. Mm. Uh, Zap says everyone Rousedower. seems to, everybody seems to have covered the internet prank, so I'll throw in one that happened to me. My wife and her sister decided to glue googly eyes on every single freaking thing in my fridge. Although this didn't scare me, it was quite unnerving to find a head of lettuce staring back. They also put a sign on the back of my car saying, He doesn't know this is here. Hunk and say hi. This... <laughs> That's pretty good. They... Oh, this, this last line. They won't find it so funny next year when I pay a co-worker to dress up as a cop and inform them that their parents are dead. <laughs> so that reminds me of... Uh, that reminds me of something I want to do to all of you, which is inform you that everyone you know is dead. But other than that... My best April Fool's joke, which I hope you'll forget I mentioned this because I'm totally going to do it, mm-hmm. is to spend an entire year on Craigslist finding people who look exactly like your friends, then pay them all to come hang out with you at a bar and invite all your friends. Ah. And when they show up, look at your friends and say, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I really wish you would do this. Nice, nice. Because, like, I know I've seen people in the studio where I'm like, that guy looks just like Michael. Holy shit. I know If you... I could just pay that, by, that guy 50 bucks. Here's the thing. I know. Tyler would never do this unless he thought he was getting content out of it. He yeah, would yeah, never yeah. spend this much time. Oh, I would be on camera. I'd, uh, yeah. But... Uh, that's, not, that's a really good idea. You're yeah. all going to forget I said it next year. Boy, I am I going to get you. I'm going to forget what I just said. Yeah. I'm uh, going to forget we even ever did a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shrek at Ralph says, not necessarily an April, April Fool's joke in the classic sense, but any Homestar Runner April Fool's Day uh. cartoon is always a win in my books. This year was no different, as the Brothers Chats did a pretty great send-up of Internet April Fool's Day jokes. Nice. I'll have to look at that. Uh, Anti-Antagonist says, Harmonix had a funny gag where Dance Central was transformed into Romance Central, a dating sim featuring the dancers from the game. I was matched up with Amelia, and judging by how well our date worked out, I think we'll be hitting more than just the dance floor. Naming penis into vagina. I thought you know you'd be hitting people on the street that you meet randomly. People on the street. <laughs> <laughs> 
And finally, Jeff says, best April Fool's gag was that Tom Wellington was to play Superman in the new Supergirl TV pilot. Bummed it was false. Smallville got long in the tooth. But Welling is my fave soups other than Reeve. New question of the week. When was the last time you were in an arcade? And by that, I don't mean uh, like just going to Penny Arcade and they've got a, a an arcade set up in a room where you can play games on free play. I mean an actual physical business it was an arcade. I want to specify because Michael would never let this go if I said it. He uh, meant PAX. Because mm-hmm. if you were in a penny arcade, all of this would count. Ah, you're, yes. you're also 100 years old. <laughs> did I, did Thank I just you say for at penny arcade? I meant Penny Arcade Expo. I know, yes. but you never would have let that slide. But does this it. also not include um, yeah, California Extreme? You no, it, I, it can't possibly include California Extreme. No, not California That's Extreme. That's a convention, not and an Let's let's also cancel out uh, Sega GameWorks because that's another ah, place we go during packs. Yeah, GameWorks is, is I mean, not an arcade. Like a local arcade at your mall uh, nearby, um, I guess. We're not going to count Brewcade, which we were. Ah, recently. that's true. I guess that is a business. I it's not primarily an arcade. Uh, I was in Japan. Uh huh. What seems like six, six months ago, but we should have a video showing you that arcade. In general, and my favorite game, the angry dad at dinner who flips the table over, oh, yeah. and there's a giant fake table, <laughs> and you have to wait <laughs> until you're just the right awesome. amount of angry, and your family is just the right amount of shitheads, so when you flip the table over and throw the wedding cake on the bride and groom. <laughs> um, and, then I was in, and then we flew back to America, and I was with uh, Henry and uh, Bob Mackey, and we were in Japantown, and shit, I forgot what it was. They, we were playing uh, uh, the arcade version of a... DS launch game. I forget what it's called. Shit. But uh, we were playing that Pink together. Pink Pals. It, really uh, it has a yellow logo. Pink Pals was that awful game that was basically just the DS chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with terrible anime avatars. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess mine... Uh, yeah, it was also in Watching Charlie's wife kill everybody in an eight-player arcade Mario Kart match was fucking awesome. All wow. these people who thought they were good at Mario Kart <laughs> ruined... But this woman who just had a baby. Well, go, going to a Japanese arcade is kind of a weird experience because, like, the main difference is that you can sit down at all the machines. They all have the machines, sheets. And, and they, they're, they're in Tokyo, they're seven floors high, and the higher you go, the more people smoke and the tougher the teens pretend to be. Yeah. And the more you get away from video games and into, like, the coin counting machines mm-hmm. or whatever the hell those things are. Um, and before that, like, I, I just remember going to... There was an arcade, like, the year I was living in Medford, Oregon, and uh, just went there. I went there explicitly to play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 before it came to Dreamcast, and, uh, like, just walking through, it's like they had an Ellie machine guns machine. It's like, I was always kind of curious about it, but it was always taken up, so, oh, well. Somebody else. Uh, Well, this isn't my most recent arcade memory, because, like, most of my recent arcade memories are, like, fleeting... Like even like being in a, a like a Japanese arcade, it's like oh yeah, I played Tekken and then that was oh, that. And I played Virtua Fighter Five in Japan. That was that's how I chose to spend my time. Yeah, I mean like like the most vivid long term memory I have I at an arcade was... is I used to work at Adventureland, which they did base the movie off of, but it's not the one they filmed. That mm-hmm. uh, I worked there for a bunch of years, uh, and a friend of mine got hired in the arcade. And when he got that job, I'm like, first of all, I'm like. Why didn't I do that? Because I'm sitting outside for eight hours a day, running tickets, the run, yeah, running the giant swings for no kids that I don't flip-flops. yeah that I don't care about. 
<laughs> but every day f- during lunch hour, I would play the hell out of Top Skater. Oh, the, that shit the was si- awesome! And I got to a point where I was so good at it that, like, uh, one, one of my female here. coworkers was like, yeah, go, Dave. And I could I could never tell whether she was being sarcastic or not because I was like, <laughs> I was kicking ass at the game, but I'm like, I'm kicking ass at a skateboarding arcade game. Does this girl like me? I don't know. I'm like, I'm like in my late teens. I'm no. like, does she like me? No. But uh, yeah, I, I love that arcade. There was also an old Miss, man. Miss, are you impressed by my skateboarding? There's also an old man that would interrupt me every time I tried to put a dollar into the change machine because he had the job of the oh, change oh, machine. That got you again, David. He oh. was so old; his his hands were literally like <laughs> like silver, and he. They only I mean, maybe he was using colloidal silver as like a medical treatment. I'm pretty sure he died of like coin. Pretty poisoning. sure I don't know what colloidal silver. Yeah, is. what is coital <laughs> so- silver? I don't know. Coital silver? Yeah. It's uh, something you use while you fuck. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Oh, co- it's a it's a quack medical treatment. <laughs> colloidal oh, silver. I, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I went to well, okay, I did. So wait, wait, he interrupted you? Yes, how? I, like he, he would interrupt me every time you? I tried to put a dollar in. It's like. I'll give you the money. <laughs> you like, okay. give me the dollar, I give you the shiny coins. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I was about to make a machine do it, but you, you can do it too. You kids and your dig dugs. Hey. And you know I gots to earn my paycheck. Damn it, you know he's just pocketing that oh, dollar. Yeah. I'm 9,000 years old. But he would give me four quarters in return, so what? what's it to me? Oh, yeah. well, had like dollars and 75 cents, I'm an old yeah. man. How about I give you no. three tokens yeah. and share my folksy wisdom for the cost of one. You give me a dollar and I'll give you 50 cents in a spider ring. <laughs> what you want to do is play the ski ball. Yeah. Also, if you can Don't pic- take any wooden nickels. If Here's you can picture the nickels. oldest arcade worker <laughs> in human existence, this is him. He had a hunch, would like just trudge over, let me give you four quarters instead of this machine. My day was a nickel to knock all the teeth there's, out of the sambo. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pizza delivery guy at our pizza delivery place who's Who's like that? Where every now and then he has to like come out and like announce the name of an order to try to find someone, find the person who ordered the pizza to go, and uh, you know like he came out once and he said something that sounded like my name and I was like, I think that's me and he like legitimately like put his hand up to his ear, eh? <laughs> <laughs> like Taylor Wald, are you Taylor Wald? Like, so so loudly in the middle of a pizza place where like everyone has to turn their head and be like, why is this guy yelling? Is this guy coughing all sir, over his pizza? Sir, oh, he can't hear. So yes, that's I believe I believe that's me. Ah! Oh, my favorite arcade experience recently was playing uh, uh, Ninja Baseball Batman with Dave Rodney yeah. on YouTube.com/slash/LaserTimeNetwork. You guys are crazy hey. arcade arcade guys. I uh. God, um, I guess the last one was the Brewcade for your stupid ass birthday. Oh yeah, uh, we met there. We met there before going to to Brett and Carolyn's awesome, to watch awesome to watch bar. bad movies. It's a good bar. It just kind of sucks. Like, I, no... I just feel like drunk people aren't that fun around games. Like, yeah. I, I don't oh, want to play it's games it's with it's them. The cool or... San Francisco mm. vibe that's fucking everywhere and disgusting. It's a it's, yeah. it's and... a quote like arcade bar, but it's like yeah. one third. Arcade games, one third a giant communal table, one third like tables for people to just One third like... Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, broadcast. and then there's a giant TV screen and that. The, and the creepy Alice in Wonderland from Hungary. Yes, yeah. but then also like. Czechoslovakia. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go to the dollar machine. Dollar machine broken. You can't have quarters. <laughs> like, every machine takes like, quarters. I don't have quarters! It's also, also, even the old machines are 50 cents. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, that's And I, I remember, like, I had 50 cents at the end of the night. It's like, 
fuck it, I'm going to play Paperboy because I haven't played it with those awesome bike yeah. controls yeah, yeah, in yeah, so yeah. long. And like, man, I really suck at Paperboy. And like walking, <laughs> was like, oh shit, they had Willow, the arcade game, yeah. and I passed that up for Paperboy? Fuck oh, me. It's rough. I'm an idiot. Yeah, this is a stupid complaint too, but the, the bar is too deep. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, they chose like this giant piece of slate, like you so have that to you're yell. thirty, you're thirty miles from the bartender, and have to be like, I like what? What do you want? I can't hear you, Mario Kart. <laughs> anyway, so I went there, but um, I don't think that really counts because it's not an arcade in the traditional sense. There's too much booze there, and. Uh, my, I did go to an arcade in Japan in 2003, and I just kind of watched kids play the bongo thing, mm. uh, and was impressed. And I won a Lupin Sansei lighter from a crane machine. Ooh, Lupin the Third. Uh, but my hometown arcade was Tilt at the uh, at the Valco Fashion Park, which was a mall that mattered. Ooh, fashion park down in uh, the South Bay. Now it's a mall with an empty bottom floor. Which uh, really looks best like a, it's a that's Romero, where the zombies live. Romero Film Mall yeah. now, a one floor it's devoted like... to Foot Locker. <laughs> and they, yeah. don't, they, yeah. they don't even turn the lights on. I no, guess. no, no, no. So but a, you can still go down there. An awful dark wasteland. You can just go down there and be there, no, and it's like no one will kick you I out. I took pictures of my mall last Christmas. No C- one kicks the hobos out either. Antistas S E E Antista on Instagram. You can see you can see me walking through my zombified mall. It's insane. It's it's. These days, it's the kind of mall where the best stores is, is, is a, th- a Sears, mm-hmm. and like, which a, a Sears is one of the most depressing places it you is. can be. It's like being in like a large garage full of, of terrible garbage. clothes, and like, oh, at least I can get my passport photo taken here. We shut down our photo <laughs> yeah. wing two years ago. It's since been haunted. But Valco yeah. used to be good because like, you got a-, a photo here that hasn't existed in ten years. <laughs> You look at the photo and it's just a skull. Ah, my passport is a death certificate. <laughs> yeah, that's basically Velco. Uh, they, they, a nice getting rank and a, a tilt, though. It was exciting. It was tilt a big chain that they had all over? Yes, totally. Yeah, I, okay. had one in, in I had a birthday party at tilt it was great. when I was a kid. I, I loved it because it was just a big floor full of arcade games and like right, no right, bullshit right when they expanded to two floors the arcade business went to yeah, yeah like yeah. overnight it was crazy yeah just everyone got fucking NESs and shit and it was, was done like Ocean Pacific had a chain of arcades too that's that's really? what I had in, in my shitty hometown yeah OP like the same as the uh the 80s surfwear They're company. not as good as the Panama the Jack OP. and Body Glove arcades no no I would imagine not <laughs> <laughs> anyway those are my stories that's all I got nice. to say all right. All right. So, what's what's your last memory of being in an actual arcade? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com/forums. First person to post the question and start the thread gets read first on next week's show, or you can post under the article for episode 107. So that's pretty much our show. We'll go out with a quick round of plugs. Chris, you know I'll you want to never go. be quick with my plugs. I want to plug once again AP on Twitter, who was our guest on last week's Laser Time hey, show. AP. We it's talked about Save by the Bell and uh, go Bayside, go Bayside. Podcast. Uh, great it. podcast about Save by the Bell. Uh, but she was nice enough to talk, come and talk to us about stupid high school stories and and challenge. Like none of you have ever challenged me on my, my high school stories. She was like, "What the fuck." This shit I've told over and over again. And, like, you guys just, like, yeah, that's what he says. And she's like, no, I don't accept this. And then, <laughs> that was uh, funny. And I agree with her. You're, you're, you're making shit up. You're a liar. No, no, no. I'm not making anything nah, up. You'd be a big liar. I'm not a big liar. Hey, like, AP called you a liar. 
it was really scary. She she's, didn't really. She didn't really. She's the only woman my age that I've talked to in like eight years. <laughs> uh, but, um, and this week, this week's laser time is unofficial sequels. Uh, Michael's on that. Uh, Diana's on that. Hooray! Uh, Henry's on that. It's about movies that got sequels, but not from, not in the way you'd expect. Not officially. Not officially. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's something that I don't think would ever happen now mm-hmm. at all. Like, people would be sued into oblivion. Yeah, and I think the first thing that I thought of I was, like, also maybe one of the first things you thought of, which mm-hmm. was uh, Zombie, a.k.a. No, Zombie no, that, 2. Well, you had the most information on that, because oh, like, yeah. I, I was really confused about where that came from. Yeah. But I'm very glad you talked about it. My favorite is then we talk about uh, uh, Jaws 5. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> With the Star Wars music in it. Um, <laughs> what? Great. Yes, it exists. Listen to it. Ladies and Podcast.com. Uh, also, we have commentaries out right now. I don't know how many times I have to plug it. You're helping us pay taxes this year. Uh, not much time left. Um, um, if you pay one, if you pay ninety nine cents to four ninety nine, you will get two commentaries: Space Jam mm-hmm. and Move Brain Roger Rabbit. Over five dollars, you'll get an exclusive bonus: Cool World, never available anywhere else. Pay over ten dollars, a physical reward, a fucking exclusive coin. I've seen it; it's great. I, we need to show it to you soon. I understand that. I'm on it. We'll work on it. LaserTimePodcast.com. Tyler underscore Wild on Twitter. I'm not just going to recommend you go to Pizza Gamer. Wait, before before. Sorry, Tyler. Uh, I worked my dick off on a WrestleMania video. Yeah, really good. Dave. Uh, By the way, I found your dick under the couch. Oh yeah, it's yeah. fine. No, Thank that's God. Good. I'm so just yeah. a little, yeah. a little dusty it's though. You might want to clean it off. It's got Cheeto dust on it. Uh, I so I, much I time with there. Dolph Ziggler and Dave Rudden. Like that's no no need for a dick there. Uh, but uh, but on YouTube.com/slash/LaserTimeNetwork, you can see our. Look at WrestleMania, which I feel is very close to being taken down by WWE. Nah, I think I think nah. I think we're good. You think so? Fine. Yeah. They were so adamant about not. Where we're out, we're out of the woods there. I think they okay. They, they've stopped caring. And we streamed three weird baseballs that games this week. Um, what were they, Dave? Uh, uh, Ninja, ba- uh, Ninja Baseball Batman, pitch. Diabolical Pitch, and uh, Nicktoons MLB. Nicktoons MLB, the last Major League Baseball game on multiple consoles. I bet you Chris doesn't even know what RBI stands for. Runs batted in. What? Shit, wow. he does. Wow. Okay. Wow. Look at this. Here's it's, the difference uh, between you and me. My baby uh, over here. As you're drinking beer and watching baseball, I played it my whole life. Uh, I, <laughs> I played baseball. Uh, so as I was saying before I was really interrupted Canadian. by this uh, by this baseball by this knowledge well. Canadian playing loser. I played baseball. I was Canadian I was Canadian playing loser? Well, he's I a loser. He oh, loser. I played okay. baseball till I hurt my would never knee. Robert loser. loser. I would never <laughs> call him a loser. That's rude. Yeah, that would be mean, actually. Uh, that would be actually really hurtful. But he is a Robert loser. Uh, so what I want you to do is, um, I'm not going to tell you, just go, go to PCGamer.com. You don't care. I want you to go to Google, and I want you to do site colon PCGamer.com, and then type in the name Chris Livingston. Yes, he's fantastic. He's, uh, he he's is our, six bears. He's our new, our new staff writer. Started a few months ago, and... I love him to death. I love his writing to death. He did an article about Pillars of Eternity where he tried to play as six bears. He did an article about City of Skylines where he only allowed one family Ooh, to live. Ooh, I like that article. Only really allowed to live, uh, one family to live in his town and followed them around to see what they would do. Uh, he's done diaries of like H1Z1, DayZ, and uh, other survival games, which are all hilarious. Like, if you don't really care about PC gaming, like, you don't have to to enjoy... Yeah. His articles. Which oh are, no, I don't. Which and yeah, I, I exactly. do enjoy these articles. His articles are just about doing weird stuff in games that you aren't supposed to do. 
playing games wrong, which is right. yeah. a thing I really like. Like the idea of just like I'm going to play this game. I think Twitch wouldn't exist in the opposite it. of the way <laughs> it's intended, and let's see what happens. So yeah, I think you've got a streaming show on your hands. There. Yeah, follow him to Screen Cuisine on Twitter. One word: Screen Cuisine. Mm. Anyway, there you go. That's all. That's my plug. Uh, yeah, I'm at Dave Rudden on Twitter. There's a uh, someone recent episode of Cheap Popcast talking about WrestleMania. Woo-hoo! There's that video, and uh, yeah, me and Chris do streams every week at on Tuesday at three o'clock, three thirty. If we're a little bit uh, lazy, uh, yeah. So we did uh, baseball games this week. We did Fast and the Furious last week. We did wrestling for WrestleMania the week before. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Mm. We'll either do something really stupid or something Space really Jam. important that's just come out. It's probably Cool World. <laughs> As cool, old, world. cool World and Mortal Kombat next yeah, week. Yeah. Let's just let's stamp that one down. Yeah. yeah. Kind of excited for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Is that next week? I think so. Awesome. Well, we can get some mileage sure out of that. But, uh, you, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Wikiparas. And please, like, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter at VGApocalypse. We've been Game Apocalypse, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week. just farted and, and you, I say you and you smell it too <laughs> and I think to myself Did was that just poo? a poo <laughs> maybe yeah. what a wonderful poo <laughs> you guys oh, is gross <laughs>